I mean, I guess. I mean, a little bit of a stereotypical. Like, when we were kids, like, you know, you know, like, the older sibling would be making up games and, like, a thousand percent rigging <laughs> rules so that they would win. Like, Wait, what? me and my brother used to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Me and my brother used to play this game called Man versus Feet, where, like, he could only <laughs> use his upper half of his body and I could only use his lower half of a body. So, like, to a child, that sounds like it's fair. Like, we're both only yeah. using half of our body. But, sure. like, I would just be kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> like, like I, there was no way that he was... And he would be trying to, like, like fight back. Like, we're just, like, yeah. just, like wrestling or, like, fighting what? his siblings. Oh. But, like, I would be, like... like. <laughs> Where did man versus feet even come from? What, what, what demonic... You made the game up. You made yeah, the game up. Don't say we. You made the game up because you wanted to hit your brother. What is this? You know, and... be like, can I be feet this time? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> in the rule books, in the sanctioned rule books, it won't allow you to be feet, all right? It's always the oldest sibling. been up to my day's been pretty good um i did a stream earlier i think you mentioned something about it um mm -hmm. i did a cooking stream i cooked like three full course meals so my i'm a little sore from standing for like so long oh my gosh and and what was the what was the meals what were you cooking i made beef bimbimbap with zucchini and carrots and then i made uh southwestern shrimp tacos um which were really good <laughs> and with like salsa and uh pico de gallo and then for the last one i made shepherd's pie which i had never made shepherd's pie before but it was really good it was probably my favorite honestly what is this cooking stream? how long was this stream you were making a whole damn feast what is this i know well it was like my meal prep for the week because um oh, since i just I finished see. finals and stuff i want to start mm -hmm. streaming more but Rather than just eating out or ordering food on stream all the time, I, I get HelloFresh. So I made like all of my HelloFresh meals today. Oh, so it was like four great. hours straight of cooking. Damn. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're all done with the cooking so you can relax now. All right. This is, this yes. is, the, this is the evening top. All right. This is going to be the easiest mm -hmm. part of your day. I promise. All right. The cooking stream was much harder. All right. Is that just a regular Coke? What we got? What is this? Is that just a regular oh, this drink? This is actually Mio water with caffeine. Mio <laughs> What in I the always drink it whenever I stream. Yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. I'm, I'm sponsored though. Sponsored by Mio Water? No, unsponsored. They oh. declined sponsoring me like twice. Damn. Well, we'll make we'll make that change today. All right. We'll we'll make a case as to why Kaylee May should be sponsored <laughs> by Mio Water by the end of this evening here. All right. But uh, let me. Uh, I usually start off these shows the same way, and I tell the guests how we connected here. All right. Or how mm -hmm. how how this all came to be. And it was one of those nights, too, where I've seen you before. I've seen you um, through, through Twitter a ton. And then there was specifically one. I believe someone clipped you doing an ASMR, and you, you had said their, like, name or something. And I saw it was just a mutual. I was just like, what the heck is this? Okay. And then I checked out your stuff. I checked out your channel. I was like, oh, shoot, there's a variety here. There's a shit ton that she's doing. So shot the shot, you were extremely, uh, you know, graceful with your time. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's have a chat about your life and celebrate you and, and what you've done both online and offline. Um, so the show always starts the same way with, with the same common first question, which is before you were even streaming, how long have you had your Twitch account in general? 
um, this is kind of bad. I never watched a Twitch stream before I started streaming. Oh my goodness. So you were literally, you made your Twitch channel and you streamed same time. This was, that was yes. it. Yes. Um, I like a friend had told me about what the platform was. And so I was like, oh, interesting. But I never mm -hmm. watched any streamers before. They were just yeah. like, oh, you should you should go live. And I was like, okay. So it was kind of rough, though, because then that just led to me, like, not really knowing the platform a ton. So I really had to learn as I as I went. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How How was it? So, you know, especially coming into Twitch a, a bit cold and not knowing, like, the culture of it all. There's so much backstory and <laughs> lore, even amongst other streamers. What was it like when you went live for the very first time? Oh, well, when I went live for the very first time, so I will say something that I pride myself on is that I did grow on Twitch organically. So when I went live for the first time, I had like zero to one viewer. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't very crazy. It was, it was really easy to learn because my Twitch channel like grew very slowly. Like I'm sure you remember the grind when you're mm -hmm. first starting out, like even going from like two viewers to five viewers, like yeah. is a grind in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely feel like I just got to like learn from people in chat, but there was definitely like a lot of stuff that I still didn't learn. Like even like the Kappa emote that that meant that someone was being sarcastic. Like that took yeah. me a long time to learn. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of the lingo has definitely thrown me off a lot of the time, but yeah. I don't, I don't really think it was too bad because I had that organic growth and like my because my channel had such a slow start that like as my channel grew I had to learn more things but mm -hmm. I didn't really have to know that stuff when I was smaller if that yeah. makes sense. What was the biggest learning curve when you started? Um, I would say something that I did kind of have to learn the hard way a little bit was choosing who you want to moderate for your channel. Amen. I think when I first started choosing like I would just mod people that asked to be mod they would be like oh yeah. like can i be mod and i'd be like oh, oh. like sure whatever mm -hmm. and um yeah i had to have a few times where i had to like unmod people because i just basically i had to learn that mods represent your channel and that when you give moderator privileges to somebody who maybe shouldn't have them and they're just True. banning and timing out people that they just are getting in quarrels with mods shouldn't even be quarreling with chat in the first place and yeah. so that was definitely like the one of the harder lessons that I did have to learn the hard way is be picky with who you choose to mod. Now I like make sure I mod people. Like I always go back and check the logs, make mm -hmm. sure they're a respectful person and <laughs> all of that jazz. And they're not yeah. going to come into chat and be crazy. <laughs> you're checking, you're, you're doing background checks on these people at that point. You know, you're going the whole nine yeah. yards. So, you know, now that you are on Twitch and, and you've been using it for quite a while now, who, who are you watching? You know, who are the people that you, you, you end up lurking or maybe even being a part of their community? Mm -hmm. Well, I did start off as like mostly a just chatting streamer. So I used to basically watch only just chatting streamers. Mm -hmm. uh, I followed Amaranth for a long time. I think hey. that she... <laughs> She's definitely somebody that a lot of just chatting streamers, I think, look up to. I think that she's very good at the grind. She's a very hard mm. worker. Streams mm. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now that I am more of a variety streamer, I watch more variety streamers. And so I enjoy, like, now I will, I used to, like, not watch streamers that played, like, whenever they would play games. I don't know why. I just, mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching just chatting. But now I would watch, like, Saikuno, Dizzy Kitten. I'm just looking at who's live right nice. now that I'm following. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's basically Disney it. I would say I don't watch a ton just because um, balancing like being a full time student and 
basically being a full-time streamer, I don't really yeah. have a ton of downtime, but when yeah, I do, I usually just have one of their streams in the background. And how long have you been streaming for now? Um, so I started streaming really at um, the end of last March. I'm a quarantine mm. streamer, like a uh, lot of true. <laughs> streamers Amen. on the platform. Amen. Amen. So last March, okay. And what a... So just over a year. Nice. At what point did you realize, and, and maybe there was a moment, maybe there was something that was going on in your streaming journey that you realized, oh, yo, I could, I could really make this a bigger part of my life. Like, this is not just maybe even a hobby. This could possibly be a profession. Um, honestly, I'm not really, I don't know if I've really had like a moment. I feel yeah. like I've always been... Well, just because when I first started streaming and I would have like no viewers, it was like mm -hmm. pretty chill. Like I would stream every single day and I have basically streamed every single day since I've started wow. streaming. Wow. I think the longest break I've ever taken is a week. Mm -hmm. um, but still, like I never take like more than one day off at a time. Mm -hmm. So I've always been pretty willing to do the grind and I've definitely been able to see like the fruits of my labor kind of thing. Definitely. But I'm still on the fence. I still don't know if I want to pursue streaming just because I am still a student full time. So I'm going to yeah. finish school no matter what. So my mm -hmm. game plan is that I'm just going to finish school and maybe like I just finished my junior year. So I still have a whole more year. And then okay. who knows where I'm at from a year from now. If I've like, if I'm insanely successful and I don't have to yeah. like worry about it, the only thing with streaming for me that makes me like hesitant is that it's so volatile. You know, true. one Very day true. you can get like 10 subs, a different day you could get hundreds. Completely. And so like that like unreliable aspect makes me a little like, because I do really like what I'm studying in school and mm -hmm. what I'm aiming to do a career in. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's great to hear too. I mean, it's always nice to be able to balance. But how how are you able to balance both being a full time student and essentially a full time streamer, especially with mental health being a a big subject in the streaming community? Yeah, no, that's definitely something that I have struggled with a bit in the past. Yeah. Um, but I would say that I would. I would think that the biggest factor is definitely the fact that this entire school school year has been online. I think that if I didn't have 100% virtual school that I would have a lot harder time balancing it, but totally. I would basically wake up, um, go to classes, and then after class do homework, usually do homework during my classes because it's on Zoom and I have like my two monitors set up, so like one monitor is Zoom, the other yeah. monitor I'm like working on something. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I would stream in like the evening times and then... Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been tough, but honestly, it's worth it. And definitely. I definitely think that streaming, I view it like more as like relaxing. Like I usually, especially now that I'm more variety, like I'm focused less on just chatting. I think it's helped me a lot more mm -hmm. when I was doing 100% just chatting. Like it's kind of exhausting. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I'm sure <laughs> no, you know as a streamer. Extreme, but yeah, to chat, I feel like they don't know how how hard it is to really like sit and make conversation and be entertaining for four hours mm -hmm. plus or however long. So once I started, once I transitioned doing more variety and doing the ASMR and doing the gaming, um, I think that Twitch for me was a lot more of an outlet than it. So it didn't feel so much as like a chore, like, oh, I have yeah. to stream. More like, oh, I get to play a game on stream today. Like, it's chill, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and see, there needs to, I think there needs to be a little bit more respect thrown to the Just Chat and community, man, because I understand, you know, from a uh, the gaming level, you know, Twitch is really built upon gaming. And yeah, mm -hmm. man, that's tough to be, to be gaming, especially at a professional level. But I'll never forget, and I'm sure you could resonate with this, where it's like, after your first Just Chatting stream, there's this emotional toll, there's this weight 
that comes out like when you you press that end stream you feel like oh my gosh what the hell was that like i'm tired suddenly we didn't really move we didn't do anything but still i am drained at the wazoo because of all the investment that you're putting in to conversation and to try to keep up and and like you said be entertaining to anyone that comes through um kaylee i i don't know if you've ever watched the show but um we're, we're moving into a segment here where I kind of like to, I, I like to make common ground with the with the streamer. All right. Sometimes we get to, it gets too formal on too many shows, too many podcasts here. You know, too many people want to be so so strict and start talking about industry, all that bullshit. I have here your, yeah. By the way, feel free to cuss if you'd like. All right. I, I know there's some people ask me. They're like, can I cuss? I was like, yeah. Fuck. Wait. You want me to start? Is that the problem? I have here your channel, all right. Kaylee. All right. I have here your mm-hmm. channel, and uh, I got three clips that I saw that I just kind of want you to explain. You know, I just want to talk about them. I just have clips here. And I got your back, all right, Kaylee? Like I said, I work for the guest first. I, I got your back. But I, I always wonder, you know, I, I can't be around Twitch everywhere. Um, but I always wonder what's going on in these clips. So we're going to go through some of these clips. You just tell me what's going on, and, and we'll see there, all right? So you could follow along. You can listen, <laughs> you can listen along on your end. Um, if you'd like to unmute the the thing, uh, the, yeah, the channel. I'll unmute stream. But let me switch over scenes. All right, this is it's gonna be a layup. I promise, Kaylee. All right, I promise here. This first one was actually today. All right, uh, we had talked uh-huh. about your 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 cooking streams here. All right, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just it was it was clip. We got a thinking emoji face as the title, and I wonder what's being thought. All right, it's only eight seconds long. How bad can it be? It's only eight seconds, Kaylee. Let's take a look here, all right? Let's take a look. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to continue chopping the onions. So, uh, Kaylee, can you explain? You know, when you were presenting all the food you was cooking and all the, like, the HelloFresh and how fantastic, you, you sold me on the food. But seeing that this is the chef behind the scenes, what the hell is going on here, Kaylee? What's going on here? Um, well, you can see from the cutting board in front of me, yes. I was chopping onions. <laughs> and they were making my eyes water. And I was like, you know, I think that I have an old pair of swim goggles uh-huh. from when I was on the swim team in high school. <laughs> so I went and I grabbed them to chop yeah. to finish chopping up my onion. <laughs> and Le- so that's the story. Of Le- legitimately, did this work? Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can tell, but the onion was basically chopped. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> it okay. was effective okay. for the moment, but yeah. I should have had it the whole time. Jesus. Oh my goodness. You know, similar similar to you know how on Steam they'll tell you how many hours played you have on a game, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you if, if if you're not aware they do, they tell you how long you've been playing this certain game. If cooking mm-hmm. if this was a game, how many hours do you got here in terms of cooking in terms of, you know, uh, preparing foods, making your dishes and what is the main dish that Kaylee May will prepare on a great say Sunday evening, just a relaxation meal? Um, well, I will say I'm a kind of a newbie cook. So um, I got my first apartment because of quarantine, pre-COVID. I lived in a sorority house and then pandemic Mm -hmm. hits, closing sorority houses. So I got my first apartment. Okay. So I've had, so since I've had an apartment, I've learned to cook a lot of things. And I would say my biggest, like the meal that I've probably cooked the most as far as like meal meals and not like snack meals, like scrambled eggs or something. That's mm-hmm. 
It's probably fried rice. I think that fried rice is a very uh, good go-to meal. It's very difficult to mess up. You can put basically <laughs> anything into it. And so if you, if there's anybody in chat that is getting an apartment and needs an easy meal to go to, mm -hmm. fried rice. I saw you. There was another clip of you getting ready to make fried rice. And you had, you made a case to the chat. You said, hey, I'm going to show you all why I'm wifey material, all right? This is why you make a mean fried rice, apparently, all right? So, so clearly you went out of your, you, you followed the Hello Fresh rules. You went out of your, your comfort zone. But damn, the get up, the goggles, she had to do it to you guys. She hit you with the goggles here to protect those eyes from watering up. That's the first clip, all right? Easy. It's easy. Not too bad. The second one here, uh, something a little bit more I, I don't understand. I know you do an ASMR, uh, but this is an ASMR I had never heard in my life. And it was a certain style of ASMR. It was a request made by someone, I, I assume, from your community. It's 28 seconds long. Let's just even just listen to a bit of it. And I want the backstory as to why this specific ASMR thing exists. All right? Go ahead. Let's take a listen. That was the longest 28 seconds of your life right there. Explain to me, what in the world are you, why do you have pop rock ASMR in the cheek? Well, what's going on here, Kaylee? Yeah, well, I was actually, somebody suggested that I do that as a yeah. trigger. And so I was like, you know what? I have not had pop rocks in forever. So I went on Amazon, ordered some strawberry pop rocks because mm -hmm. those are the best. True. And, um, I mean, they make a pretty satisfying sound. I don't know if you ever listen to ASMR yourself, but yeah. I personally like, like, the scratchy kind of louder sounds. Mm. And so, yeah, chat, chat enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed. It tasted really good. But I definitely, in that clip, I poured too much into my mouth. Which is Way too much. <laughs> because it was, like, it was, like, popping all over the place. I don't yeah. even know. What is the most highly like recommended in terms? Say I was going into the field of ASMR, right? What is mm -hmm. the most highly recommended ASMR sound asked by your community? Oh, people people love the whole ear licking. They always request that. I know really? I personally don't do any of it. If you go into the ASMR category, mm -hmm. you will find it. Yeah. Um, but personally, I don't do it, but I get yeah. asked to do it all the time. <laughs> totally, totally. And and how did you get into you you mentioned that you know you went from pure just chatting to ASMR. How did you get into ASMR as as something that you'd like to put into your variety content? So, I actually followed streamers that had done ASMR. Amaranth does it and yeah. Dizzy Kitten does it. Those were like the two big ones that I had already followed. And I w was watching their stream. I think it was I think I want to say it was Amaranth. And I was watching her stream, and then she started ASMR, and I just was like, okay, like, I'll leave the stream open. And I started listening to it, and I was like, I 
like this. Like, it's actually relaxing yeah. and I vibe with it. And so I started like yeah. listening to ASMR, especially when I was doing schoolwork, because I found that when I was listening to sh or like watching streams while trying to do homework, like I would just mm -hmm. be sitting there watching the stream, not doing homework. But with like ASMR, since it's like less talking, like I could like focus. Plus, it was relaxing. And so once I started listening to ASMR, I was like talking to my chat and I was like, oh, I started listening to ASMR. Like, should I do an ASMR stream? And they were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And then I started doing it. And then we had like a dono goal to get like that fancy little ASMR mic that you see right there. Mm -hmm. And my community just really liked it. And so now I've made it more a regular part of my channel. I even have yeah. an ASMR YouTube at this point. And um, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, I got one more clip here for you. All right. One All right. more clip. It's, it's a simple layup. This was one of your most popular clips on your channel, and I had to I had to give context. I have no idea what is going on here. You, it looks to be a tank with some sort of fish. Uh, let's uh, before you say anything, all right? Before you even explain anything, let's just have everyone watch what the heck is going on here, and and I'll have you explain the context of where you are and what this is. Some sort of uh, fear factor. Uh, some sort of fear factor uh, activity here outside. We have 28 seconds on this clip. Are you, these fish are, one of them is even like sucking on your foot. What is going on here? Kaylee, what's oh going on goodness. in this clip? So um, in this clip, I went to Mexico to visit some other streamers, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and they stayed at this villa. And at this villa, they had these a little this this contraption where they mm -hmm. had these little buckets with like all these fish that like eat the dead skin off your feet. <laughs> Oh. And I was I was actually very afraid in this clip, like legitimately, like that was me holding back my fear for stream. <laughs> well done, yeah. I could not tell you're smiling in wherever I froze. It felt, it felt so weird, and like they just like tickle you because they're like they're literally like all these tiny fish, and they're like nibbling at your toes and your feet and stuff, and so it feels really weird. Did, I mean, real talk though, Kaylee, real talk. Did it help? Mm -hmm. Like, were your feet smooth as hell? Like, is it? Oh, my feet it... were so soft. Never been softer in my life. Change, change person there. That is wild. Oh, I can't even. But oh, you're at it. It looks to be uh, you're on some spot things. I see it right there. But holy cow! Yeah. So it did not hurt at all, though. Just it was just no. Ticklish it didn't more. hurt. It just yeah. Well, it wasn't even necessarily. It just felt weird. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know, but I don't really like fish. So this like, looks. I mean, I like eating fish. Uh huh. I don't like. Touching live fish. Fair play. This looks illegal. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know why. I'm gonna guess. I'm, I'm gonna get an email from PETA somewhere or the other. But like, <laughs> this is this shit here is out of pocket, Kaylee. But I appreciate the context. At least we know the backstory there now. All right, it's on the record. Yeah. Um, but that's everything. That's the three clips. As easy. See, right? It's nothing. Nothing too hard here. This is this is a cakewalk of a show compared to your cooking stream earlier today. But the thing is this, again, if you've ever seen the show, you'll know that as much as I love Twitch, as much as Twitch is, is, you know, we love it here, 
We're making a, a life here, hopefully a name here. I also mm-hmm. love Twitter. Twitter is undefeated. Twitter just got so many bangers, Kaylee. Twitter is the best okay. social media, okay? okay. Unpopular uh, <laughs> Listen, I just got this check mark, Kaylee. All right, don't try to... <laughs> I don't need this to be taken away from me. My Twitch chat... If you listen, Twitch gods, uh, uh, she's out of pocket. I don't know. Is that uh, sponsored by Miro? <laughs> Anywho, um, but I do have three of your tweets, all right? I got three of your tweets that I would love... To give you a bigger platform, I think I think two hundred something characters is not enough, and so I want you to be able to to expand your horizons, expand your voice in what you've been tweeting on 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 the Twitter account. Let's start off with the first one. Something easy here. Something easy here. It says, "When I leave my room while I'm streaming and my roommates see me, and then it's some sort of uh, whatever face emoji." And we're looking at a photo of uh, Marge Simpson's sister, looking a little bit dolled up. What what is what's going on here with this tweet, Kaylee? Can you explain to me what this tweet had meant? This is, I have so I like it, tend to. I mean, I tend to look fairly nice when I stream, but there have been yeah. occasions where I've been doing like a full-on dress-up stream. Like I'm dressed as a bunny or a leopard or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I have to go out and get water. Oh my god! <laughs> or something like that. And then yeah. my roommates are like in the kitchen. There have been times where my roommates have had friends over, and I've like had to go out and be like, "Yo, uh, don't mind, don't mind me." <laughs> Literally in a whole like get up, like, yeah, whole full costume. And I know their <laughs> friends are probably like, mm, "What yeah. is going on here?" But yeah, that's basically how I feel. Tell, tell me this: What is the most awkward? interaction in terms of your outfit and who you had to meet when you opened that door out of your room that was like holy shit like damn it this is out of context i look crazy what was what was the weirdest um, moment i don't i mean i there was i feel like the weirdest time was probably when some when one of my roommates was having a party or like yeah. people over and yeah. one of them came into my room because it was like a guy and he was very drunk and he he like opened the door and he was like oh hey and i was like i was like i had my full stream set up i was like hey he's like do you know where the bathroom is i'm literally like right it's right it's right behind you and he's like i don't know i think i was like playing minecraft (laughs) but he was like really drunk so i feel like he couldn't like get the social cues that like he shouldn't be trying to make a conversation with me in that moment like i was like fully streaming and it was just a very awkward interaction that's brutal that is absolutely brutal i feel that though i felt i felt that i don't think i feel that i don't have too many outfits that i dress up for this show but damn, I, I it is it is it, the world hits different when you're still streaming. You gotta exit your bedroom. The world hits different. I don't know what it is. It's there's something there. There's something there. I'm gonna feel that in about 30 minutes. But uh, that's the first tweet. All right, that's the first tweet. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, it's so easy. It's too easy. All right. The uh, the second one here, the second one here. Uh, you know, I, I wanna I wanna give you an opportunity to to air your shit out. All right. I wanna give you an opportunity. To say your fucking piece, Kaylee. All right, I love I love a good subtweet. I love a good you know you know what we we don't handle this bullshit here. It says at 1:19 a.m. Clearly, you've been thinking about this one. All right, this one was marinating, and it said, "I have decided I will no longer be having thoughts or opinions." Smiley face, just an empty head full of rainbows and sunshine. What's the context of this tweet? What does this mean? 
You know, I don't even know what specifically triggered this, but I will say that I definitely feel like as a female streamer, you know, I don't mind talking about things, just things that are going on in the world. Like, I will talk about religion, politics, philosophy. Like, I would say I'm more accepting than the average streamer as to what stuff can be discussed on their channel. And most Mm. of the time, my community is great. Well, my community is great, but there will always be those randoms in chat that are like, shut up, nobody is watching you to hear you talk, nobody is watching you for your personality, people are only watching you because you're a girl, people are only watching you because you have tits, like, no. And it's just... That is something as a female streamer that I don't feel like is always recognized, but every single day when you boot up stream, there are people that will basically try and just say that like people only watch you because you're female or or, like a girl or people only watch you because like you're pretty and nobody cares about like your personality or anything. And Mm. I get these comments like in Twitch chat, I will get these comments like on my YouTube videos and it's hard get to you sometimes it's a bit frustrating because i don't feel like anyone's typing in guys chats like oh nobody's watching you for your personality people are only watching you because like no one's saying that to male streamers yeah how do you how do you combat that kind of uh hate online um well i mean not very well clearly with the tweet (laughs) i mean that's fair you gotta air it out somewhere though yeah it's hard not to let that stuff get to you but Mm. ultimately like i think that's something that i've learned as a streamer is that you know i do put effort into my appearance when i stream like you know i wear i wear makeup i'll put on cute clothes and my my mindset with that is like use appearances to draw them in but at the end of the day nobody's gonna stay in your channel and watch you if you aren't interesting and if you don't have content that's worth watching like Mm. so that's how i view it at least is that like you know I do put effort and I am confident in all of that stuff and but ultimately I like I don't think that people would really watch me if I was just a pretty face and I don't think that I would be able to have the success that I have if yeah. I wasn't you know me. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. No, that's that's awesome. Can I ask you let me let me ask you this, all right? As mm-hmm. a male streamer myself, what is something that okay, we're fellow streamers here, all right? Myself male yourself female. What is something you believe that male streamers can do? to help out female streamers in this regard? Um, well, I'll tell you something that they can't do, which there is also a subtweet somewhere on my Twitter about this, but there have been many a times where I have gone into male just chatting, just specifically talking about just chatting streamers. Um, gone into male just chatting streamer streams and literally all they are doing is scrolling through the just chatting page, clicking on random like female streamers and just like making fun of them. Like this is, and it's like fairly common. I don't know what it is, but they'll like just be scrolling through the just chatting page and be like, oh, look at this girl. Like she's clearly doing this for attention, like encouraging, like hatred towards him, like, and just talking down on female streamers i'm sure that you guys know what i'm talking about there's definitely multiple streamers gone into them and it's like frustrating because it's like why like why are you why are you trying to build a community out of hatred why are you like why can't you even just think of your own content why do you and it's also like but they are also doing this to get views because they know by them restreaming like they will they will literally restream 
in like girls streams their entire stream yeah. full time talking down on it but they know that their little thumbnail and the just chatting chat of the girl is going to make people click on their stream to join and watch correct. them correct correct yeah i know plenty oh. of people that do that regardless of the size of the streamer it is what yes. it is there let me actually it's funny you bring that up that's literally the third tweet that i have queued up here and let me read it for you all right verbatim all right this was at 11:05 a.m. you you woke up this way you got you you woke up knowing all right i'm i'm choosing violence today and you said bruh if i go into another male just chatting streamer stream and it's just them scrolling through female streamer streams clearly encouraging judgment dot 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 like i'm so tired all right kaylee i want to know more specifically about you all right i want to know specifically your mindset when you see this shit what goes through your head honestly what goes through your head as as a female content creator uh, uh knowing that you could be or have been one of the people that were put up for judgment i have been is the thing like i have and that's it's been a common i don't know it's it's happened to me before where a male streamer has been restreaming my stream most of the time what they do is like the male streamer themselves will like act like they're not encouraging judgment but their whole time their chat is being super toxic but i actually tweeted this like right after i was in a male just chatter streamer stream that was doing this yeah and i typed in his chat and i you know usually i'm not a rager i would say it takes a lot <laughs> to get me upset but i yeah. was upset mm. and i was just like wow like imagine being so boring and having no content that all you can do is restream other people's content like yeah. if it's so bad why are you building all of your stream content around their content if it's really that terrible to you true and yeah. he was and i know that he saw you know i got that little check my by my name i know that mm -hmm. pops out in chat a little bit you know mm -hmm. and um and he was like intentionally he didn't read any of my messages like i sent multiple messages in the chat and then i was like i've had enough and then i just tweeted about it definitely but yeah other people in his in like the chat were like adding back at me but i was like no i want the streamer to respond to me but he didn't he didn't have the guts to to even answer me <laughs> questioning him hundred percent. I mean, when, when you have to be taken to task, it's tough because it's easier to make a joke and it's easier to do it from behind the monitor and keyboard, you know, but when you, when you have to, you know, uh, be an adult and try to talk about your, your grievances about your beefs, everyone suddenly mm -hmm. turns quiet. Everyone suddenly's, uh, the, the fucking mics don't work, you know, is glitched or something. But, you know, I understand. Here's the thing, Kaylee, too. What's, what's also mm -hmm. shitty from, from a male perspective is, I can't, me talking this way and me, me doing all this, some can perceive it as white knighting. They're thinking, oh my gosh, this guy, he's just looking at him trying to, to grandstand and go on a soapbox and trying to act like he's going to help such and such, thinking that he's going to get so-and-so out of it. But at the risk of doing this, because I honestly, for those people that do believe that way, you can go fuck yourself because you guys don't got the balls to actually talk. But honestly, to bring us back to the original question, Kaylee, what can male content creators do to help female content creators in this kind of scenario? Like, I, I, I want to give you guys or I want to give you the platform uh, to have this conversation because I think it is an important uh, discussion. I don't think it's something that that's said enough because we don't want not I. I you, there's that meme there's that all men are trash kind of deal you know everyone i've heard it time and time again but it it hurts my soul because i know a lot of homies that that would love to 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 go to bat for people but we just don't know where those parameters are we don't know what to do so what would be a good step in forward in that department um i mean all i can say is like if you just like 
see a streamer doing that like sometimes mm -hmm. i think that being like just saying like not very nice things yes yeah. <laughs> i think i'm you know unpopular opinion sometimes people deserve hate on the internet like if somebody is being Ooh. like that i don't just i don't think that all of their chat should just be engaging like i was not afraid to speak up in his chat and be like like make original content like why are you berating this girl like she doesn't even know that she that you're restreaming her stream and so just having the guts to like speak up when you like see that like other content creators are just being hateful towards other streamers but honestly at the end of the day like i think that what that it that those that people shouldn't be watching and supporting those streamers because at the end of the day like those streamers wouldn't do that if their viewers weren't like, yeah, yeah, this girl, like yeah. she, she doesn't, she doesn't deserve any of the su success that she has. Like, so it's hard because I think that you're already doing your part by not doing that stuff, by mm. having a more professional presence and like putting effort into that. your channel that isn't just like making fun of people because i think it's very easy for people to want to build a platform off of hatred yep. i think it's a lot harder to build a more positive platform because you know bad media sells same reason why we hear more negative news than positive yeah. news it is easy to build a platform off of negativity and hatred but 100%. i think that you're already doing your part by building your i appreciate good platform. too kind look at this uh just uh, <laughs> this is not a job interview kaylee you don't got to twist it to a positive right that was so well done there. I feel good. But no, I love that 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 you made it so simple and clear cut. And it's so true. Speaking up, speak up, speak up, you know, defend, have some sort of gall to be like, you know what, I don't care if this side of the Internet is going to think of me as as, you know, white knighting. And I'm speaking uh, from a guy's perspective, white knighting. If you see that it's wrong, call bullshit. And I think also from streamers perspective. All right, Kaylin, this is going to I'm going to we're, we're, we're throwing the curtain behind. We're, we're showing a little bit behind the curtain things. I think content creator to content creator, people stay silent because they're scared of the repercussions. So regardless if it's a black and white issue of like that is wrong, a lot of people stay silent because they just don't want to be having to actually draw a line and make a make a make a point. And so they'll, they'll allow they'll allow the silence to still. And that's so shameful. I've seen it with even people that I've interviewed in the past. And I, it, it, it hurts because I'm like, I, we've shared this time. And you're going to do that. How, you know, it is, is absolutely mm -hmm. shameful there. But I appreciate you sharing all that. And I appreciate you uh, answering those questions. Those are, those are a little bit tougher than usual, all right? Um, I don't mind. I told you uh, I like talking about tough subjects on my channel. All right, all right. <laughs> I like it. I, we're in for a great conversation here, all right? Let's, uh, let's get a little introspective about your time on Twitch. And then we'll, we'll go and lean into your life story in just a little bit. Um, the first question I have is, what have you learned about yourself through streaming, Kaylee? What have you learned about yourself through streaming? Hmm. Uh, let's see. I don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> I guess maybe what I've learned is maybe I'm a little sensitive. Um, I like what we were talking about earlier. Like I do get a lot of like hateful comments. Mm. And um, I would just say that I think that I, but I, as much as, and like people will always be like, just ignore those comments. Like you have so many people supporting you, like ignore those few bad ones. But I also don't think that content creators should have to forge such a thick skin. I think it's, I think that, you know, it's okay responding to the hatred you get and it's not so easy to just block it off. I think I've always been someone that's like fairly, 
I don't know, emotional. I mean, emotional yeah. has like a negative connotation to it, but I own up to my emotions. I embrace my emotions. I don't shove them away. And I think that too often time people can hide behind a screen and say mean stuff and expect the streamer to just take it or just ban them or not respond or anything. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't, I don't necessarily feel as though, I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if I necessarily feel feel as though I've like learned a lot about myself streaming. Yeah. Just more in that I've learned more about the world streaming. Ooh, what does that mean? What do you what did you learn about the world through streaming? Um, for example, I used to think that like sexism was like not real anymore. Like I oh. personally was like, <laughs> oh, like I don't really I've never really experienced sexism in my life. Like I don't like you know, like I think that yeah. You know, nobody is sexist anymore. And then yeah. I started streaming on Twitch. Mm. And then I was like, oh boy, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, but even just like through streaming on Twitch, like I... Focusing. For some reason, uh, not for some reason, but I, one of the reasons why I like Twitch and why I really was able like streaming every day, like even if I didn't have a lot of viewers, was that I loved that you can just talk with people from around the world, from different countries. And like, that's why I like to have those like talks about like philosophy or religion or politics, because rather than like me talking about like, of course I talk about that stuff with my friends, but on Twitch, I get to hear all these different perspectives. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I really like value and why I like streaming so much is that I like hearing so many different people's like experiences. And at the end of the day, like all of us, we have all these different opinions because we have such different lives and we've experienced such different things. And so. Yeah. I don't know. I just like talking about different things with my chat because it's cool to hear a bunch of different perspectives. Definitely. I mean, th that's the perk of Twitch. As much as we've talked about the negatives mm -hmm. of people being able to hide behind a computer screen and be anonymous, especially if they're a non-streamer, if they're just chatting or a viewer. Um, mm -hmm. But from another perspective, you're literally uh, in communication with people all around the world from all different walks of life. And so we're able to learn and experience through their storytelling, through their experiences, and, and gain that and share that wisdom amongst one another. That, that's, that's beautiful. That's great. Um, let me ask you this, Kaylee. How would you describe your streaming style? I know that's a bit of a vague question, but I'll let you run with it however you would like. How would you describe your streaming style? Like my personality sure. or like how I run my stream? Either or, or even your brand. What is, if, if, how do I know it's a Kaylee May, you know, stream? It's actually what, what funny it? because I just, I've, I recently have come to the realization that I have no brand. <laughs> what, and how did that come so, through? How did you realize so, this? Well, because I, I realized this because I was trying to design merch. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I literally have no brand. Like yeah. my brand is, my stream is just me. Like. And so I've recently been coming through, I've been making like all these concept arts and I've been like following like a lot of artists on Twitter and like commissioning art and stuff. And I've yeah. been just putting my channel, I'm going to do a complete rebrand because as of right now, my two things that I have that are part of my brand is the color pink and dumplings okay. because I call my subscribers dumplings, which Aww. is completely random. Okay. But I'm going to go through a complete rebrand and I'm going to... I think I've decided on doing like a fairy kind of brand where like my sub, my subscribers will be like little mushrooms and like tier one will be like toadstool. They'll be like different kind of mushrooms. <laughs> and then just like 
I don't know, like like forest kind of vibes, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna have like a cute little star. I don't know. I just basically I, what I'm trying to say is I realized that I had no brand because I couldn't design merch because I didn't yeah. have like specific symbols or like things that people associated with my channel. Yeah, which is tough. Okay. So. so then, so then, how would you describe your streaming style or your style in general? Um, I mean, I would definitely say something that I do think that sets me apart from other streamers is that I do like allow like a lot more topics to be discussed on my stream, whereas like other streamers are very like, no mention of religion, no mention of politics, no mention of anything like I enjoy having those kind of discussions on my channel. And I think that I handle them better than the average person. Um, mm. I think a lot of people today find it very difficult to have conversations with people that they disagree with. Um, and I think that no matter what your opinions are, this is something that I am very passionate about, what, no matter what your opinions are, if you truly think that you are right, then you shouldn't be afraid to discuss the topic. Mm. Are you saying you think you're completely right on these things then, Kaylee? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, I wouldn't think these things if I didn't think I was oh correct. Oh my gosh. Oh but that's only my. like for specific things. There are definitely yeah. things where, or like situations where a topic has been brought up and I'm like, oh, like I don't know a ton about this topic. Like I yeah. don't feel like I can talk about this because I don't think I'm right. So because yeah. I don't feel educated on the topic. And so that's when I won't like discuss something. You know, um, that's extremely refreshing. So many people like the bullshit. A, a take and I don't know what what is wrong with just saying oh I don't know or I don't know enough to have an opinion yeah. what I, you know I love that you're able to just say that just say you know I'm all you know we can we could talk about it if you'd like but I don't know too much and so maybe my take mm -hmm. might be either lesser or not enough information and or or even dead wrong but to be able to have that conversation I think is very liberating especially here on the internet here on Twitch, man. That's awesome. Exactly. I like that. And that's another thing too, is like whenever we're having those kind of talks, like I always say like, oh, like, but this is just like my opinion. It's based off of my experiences. Like I don't expect everybody to agree with me, like kind yeah. of stuff. And whenever I'm like reading other people's chats, I'm like, oh, like cool that you think that. Like I'm never like, well, you're completely wrong for having that opinion, especially when we have like talks on like, like religion, for example, like I like hearing about different people's beliefs and like why people may believe in certain things or whatever. And even if I disagree with them, I'm not going to be mm. like, you're wrong. I'm mm. like, oh, like you think that cool. Like I maybe I disagree with that, but like I, that's fine. Like it's fine for us to disagree. Like we don't all have to think the same way. That's what yeah. makes humanity so beautiful is that we have all these different cultures and belief systems and yeah. we're such a varied species, you know? You know, I, I would wish, though, that that's how many operate but that's just not the case man too many people get they they you know the whole concept of the debate is like people entrench themselves in their current belief and have no civilized discourse it's not a real discussion it's it's more of you know i'm gonna i'm gonna even even if they're wrong i've seen people and and it's more so evident now than ever you know the older i get the more i see it where mm -hmm. people are willing to die on a wrong hill just because yeah. of pride oh ego. yeah i cannot i cannot discuss with people there have definitely been times in chat where like someone just becomes a rager and they're yeah. like oh how i think is right and how th you think is wrong and you're dumb because you think differently like i cannot have conversations with people that are not open open-minded yeah in real life or on twitch or anything Completely. i will because i'm always open-minded like i am down to have my opinions debunked like if yeah. some if i'm saying something and then somebody presents better evidence towards the other one i'm not afraid to be like oh like that's a good point or mm -hmm. i didn't know that or thanks for bringing that up like i think you're right like you know i'll change my opinion i'll change my opinion right there on the spot if it's if it's that 
you know, necessary. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. I'm willing to be wrong because at the end of the day, you still benefit by learning something new. That's exactly. exactly. Being a student of life. Let me ask this. All right. You talked a little bit about your community. You talked a little bit about uh, mm -hmm. those that are supporting you. I've also seen lately, you know, you've been having fun on, on uh, Twitch again. It says, you know, mm -hmm. you've been you've been really popping off and you've been really saying, man, I love my community. The hype's there. The energy's there. The environment's feeling fresh, uh, which is awesome. I'm really happy for you. But let me ask you this. If I asked your community, Kaylee, who you are and I had no idea prior. All right. I was completely new. What do you think they would say to me? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would say that maybe that I'm fairly energetic or positive mm -hmm. college girl. <laughs> I don't really know. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what my community would say to me, say about me. We, we can ask them. I feel like there's th she, she likes her water with Mio. That is an ad <laughs> if I've ever seen that is. And that was your, was that your answer I when you not sponsored? I <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah, we ain't giving them free time with that shit. All right. Yeah. Unless, I'll bleep that out until they give you that sponsorship. Then we can re-add that in. All right. But I, I like that. So it's it sounds like it's very, you know, it, it's one of those things where they know these parts about you, you know, energetic. I could see that, you know, bubbly. You have this type of energy about you. I think the first thing when I was watching your VODs, the first thing that I, I saw in you was like, holy cow, like conversations. You're very good at this. It, it, it just flows. It's so easy. There we go. Yeah, oh. that's that's a good one. Fun fact, my senior superlative in high school was mm -hmm. most talkative. And here I am being a just chatting streamer, basically. <laughs> so it worked out. <laughs> you are making my job extremely easy. I'm going to tell you right now. All right. I don't have to do any like you can run with whatever topic I'm going to throw at you. Let's let's flip the question, though. All right. Let's flip the question okay. on them. How would you describe your community to me if I showed up to your chat tomorrow and I say, yo, Kaylee, who are these wonderful names, all these colors here in the chat that are surrounding me? What would you say of them? Um, I would definitely say that um, wholesome-ish. Wholesome-ish. Okay. How about this? Friendly, welcoming. I definitely think that my chat is very friendly, very welcoming. I will also say I do think my chat is smart. Um, I think that we have those kind of talks that I, I've mentioned on stream and there have been people that have come into the channel and be like, I have no idea what she's talking about. Mm. Or like those people I was talking about earlier, like nobody here wants to listen to you talk about your opinions on all these subjects and those people will leave. And the kind of people that stay and become a part of my community are the people that A, not only like, and like can understand the conversation, but are interested in those kind of topics and the stuff we talk about and, mm. um... So yeah, I definitely do think that my chat is pretty smart. I think we're pretty friendly, like welcoming. And um, I don't really like allow like a lot of toxic or like not allow. Well, yeah, I don't really like allow a lot of toxicity. Like, yeah. well, I don't really want people to be rude to each other. And I know that like the whole, I don't know if you've seen this, but I know yeah. that like I have the good vibes only emote. I'm sure you've seen it in the oh, chat. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's more so like, that's not like that I expect people to always be happy or that I expect people to always be positive, but just like that I expect people to be friendly and welcoming. And if somebody's just like berating another person in chat or just being rude in general, like they can get the boot, even if they didn't like specifically say anything bad. Like if they're just like being mean to other people in chat, like who who wants that as part of their community? Yeah. So I will say shout out to my mods. I know we have some mods in chat because yeah. my mods have helped me build the kind of community that I have. And they're a big part of the reason why I have such an awesome community. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like that a lot. I like that. 
but you you said something. I have one more question on that. You said ish. Where's the ish part of this all? All right. You've said all the nice things here. You said it all. But why why did you not fully say? Why did you not full send that? Why did you not full send that they're smart? That this where's the ish? No, I meant well. The ish was only added to wholesome because okay. I was like, oh, they're wholesome, and then I was like, well, ish. We do be talking about like drugs and sex and that kind <laughs> of stuff. You know, we're not just like twelve-year-olds welcome to the stream. True, so true. that's why I added the ish. Fair play, fair play. All right, all right. I mean, you gotta, you know, if you're a mature audience, is only by all means. That's why I changed my tag. I want to talk about all this. All right, I want. Uh, you gotta air it out. You need a place to to be able to talk candidly about it all. But. I love that. Kaylee, just like that. All right. That's the first phase of the show. That's it. It's easy. Just like it's, it's, it's a, it, it's by a, you know, goes by so quickly there, a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've trained myself. I've done this enough times where I've kind of trained my body. I don't know what it is where I know when to use the restroom or do any breaks. Do you have to do anything? Do you have to use the restroom? Do you need any drink or food or whatever? Are you good? I think I'm good, honestly. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I know I mentioned. Oh. Oh, shoot, the... hold on. I unplugged my headset. Oh, go I ahead. Hear you. Okay, there. I, I, oh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, Perfect. I had to hear you say something to test it. Oh, no, no problem. I know, uh, I, I know I said in the notes to you that, you know, try not to look at chat too much. It usually throws off storytelling, but this is that moment to do it. So I'll be back in one minute, all right? Uh, you can check mm-hmm. out the chat. The chat's all yours. By the way, I love your salt lamp. I got one right behind me as well, all right? That's why we got good yeah. vibes only in these kind of shows, all right? It, it yeah. takes all the negativity. I'll be back in one minute, all right? Kayla, the chat's yours. Okay, sounds good. Hello, chat. How are ya? Um, I saw a lot of you. Yeah, hi, Wesley. Hi, Rango. Hi, Lamar. Hi, Slippity. Hi, Kanye. Hello, everyone that's here supporting me. Hi, Miss Cassie. Hello to all the new people that I don't know as well from Mom's channel. Oh, hi, Alpha. Oh, yeah, I saw Alpha. I saw you give me that sub, by the way. Thank you. I just didn't want to be, like, rude during the, the podcast and all that. You know, I didn't want to be like, oh, uh, thank you, Alpha, you know, but I didn't see that. Thank you. The glad you are supporting the collab and all that jazz. You're doing amazing. Be careful. He can hear you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised you aren't doing a bathroom ba- break. I mean, I don't have to pee right now. Maybe I will have to. Y'all hear that? <laughs> You're killing it. I'm having fun. I'm may- maybe I'm talking a little bit too much, but. I I don't know. I'm a little bit of a rambler. I feel like you guys know that though. <laughs> so we do an ASMR now. Yeah. Welcome to. <laughs> it's an interview. The whole point is to talk. I know. I know. I just I just know that I can go on little tangents. Like I know that there were definitely times where he asked me a question and I just like went on a complete rant and did not even answer the question. <laughs> Like, when he was asking, like, how would your community describe you or something, I was like, I know that I barely answered that. Or there was, I don't even remember. But My sometimes job, I just Kaylee. don't know how to answer. My job, oh. all right? Please, Louise. I don't, I'm not far from my restroom. I should have told, I should tell every guest that. I feel bad. All <laughs> no, right. one of your mods told me. <laughs> oh, okay. A hundred percent. No, you, it, it is my job. This is the best part. I love tangents. It, it's the freestyle of it. People, th- this is the reason I'm going to give you a little secret here. Okay. All right. I've never told anyone this. All right. You know, a lot of, there are a lot of people that want to, you know, that love to, to emulate or do this and that, uh, mm-hmm. in, in content creation. 
But the thing is this, all right? If you looked at the script or the, the rundown of stuff I've sent you, the questions, literally uh -huh. the section where it's the heart of the whole show, it's all freestyle. All of this is freestyle. I've memorized mo majority of, of, of the flow, but like, mm -hmm. it's a conversation. This is barely, I don't even like calling it a podcast or an interview. This is literally what we would do at college where you bring out the homies, you go out to <laughs> coffee or you go out to get something to eat and then you just shoot the shit, you know? Who, who knows what we'll, we'll learn today? But uh, I appreciate you so much for being here. I appreciate you, you, you taking control of the, the chat while I'm gone here. Um, my, my brother was freaking out. He's over here. He's like, is the internet down? I was like, no, it shouldn't be. If it is, I'm screwed here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I heard you talking. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's me. That's all me. Uh, let me um, let me say this. We're, we're in the, the, the heart of the show, which is uh, the streamer's life story. And I like to tell the guests, as well as those that are watching live or maybe on the future on, on YouTube or listening on Spotify, but <clears throat> when it comes to this segment, uh, it's very special to me. I think for any content creator, for any person, to be willing to share their story, no matter how much, is a gift. And, and because of that, I want to respect it to the highest degree. And I know like a lot of my guests are like, moms, I'm, I'm so nervous when we come on here. And I always tell them, the thing is, at the end of the day, you have complete control. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. force you into anything. I don't believe in drama or gotcha questions. Uh, you know, there's enough of that content out there. You can go find it somewhere else. So what I'm going to say is this, though, Kaylee, all right? Because uh, per my job, my job is to ask you questions. And my job is also to try to get you to clarify as much as possible, you know, and, and, and have your, your thoughts and, and ideas be as as clear as possible so if ever i go too far if ever there's something you don't want to talk about if ever there's something that that maybe just strikes a, a chord and you're just you feel uncomfortable feel free to give me a non-answer feel free to, to to say i you know i don't feel comfortable with it feel free to completely pass and and we'll just move on you know i, I want to make sure that, that that's why when i say i work for the guests first and that's why my bio says i'm your favorite streamer's favorite streamer uh, I, I live up to that title, right? That ain't just a corny, corny bio I made there. It's the hardest, the truth. All right, Kaylee? You good? All right. So the first section we're going to get into is uh, about your family and just your general growing up, wherever that may be. So the first question always being, without doxing yourself, maybe you can give us a general region, maybe a state, maybe a city, whatever it may be. Where were you born and raised? Well, I was born and raised in Southern California, <laughs> lived oh. there for the first 14 years of my life, and then I moved to the Midwest, Oh, nice. where I live now. Was the move, was that a move with the, uh, in terms of like a family move, or was this, oh, yeah. you said midlife. Kind uh, of, yeah, kind of complicated. Sure. I don't mind sharing if you don't care about my long life story. <laughs> Shoot, I don't have plans, but... all right? This is on you. This is your, I'm on your time. Mm -hmm. Okay, well rewind sure. my parents got divorced <laughs> okay okay and um honestly i think that it confuses me why they were ever together if i'm completely honest my dad is very my mom is very city girl likes things to be modern likes yeah. everything to be clean very career focused she's very motivated i looked up to my mom a lot in those aspects my dad is very country boy i want to mm. own a ranch one day like i like to just live so obviously they did not have compatible lifestyles, personally. I don't know. I don't know why in movies they always make divorce seem so dramatic. As a child, I was like, I'm glad that they're happier. 
Anyways, yeah. my parents got divorced, and my dad is originally from the from Illinois, so I live in Illinois now, nice. and he moved to California. My parents met at UCLA, and so ha- oh, they met, cool. had me and my brother, then 14 years go by <laughs> of my life, yeah. and then they get divorced, and my dad wants to move back to, to Illinois for his mm-hmm. family. And so I move with my dad to Illinois, and my brother actually stays with my mom in California. So oh. I always go back to California to go visit them. Okay. But that's why I moved. Mm-hmm. Kind of random and complicated. <laughs> I, I do have one question. Do you have any preference? Mm-hmm. Do you have? Are you? Are you? Would you consider yourself a Cali girl? Or are you? Are you Midwest? Like, which one does you, has your heart? I definitely like consider myself from California. Yeah. But I do think that I became who I am today in Illinois. Like, I mean, when you're 14, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I became who, like I became who I am, but like all my childhood memories, like when I think of my childhood, I okay. think of California, but I went to high school and I now go to Illinois or I went to high school and I now go to college in Illinois. So oh, cool. I really think that I became who I am and mm-hmm. like in the Midwest, if that makes okay. sense. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And we'll work our way up there. I do have some questions about that. I'll try to keep it in mind as we're going there. But you said you had a sibling. You have a brother, older or younger? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a younger brother. He's two years younger. And is it just you two? Um, I also, so my dad remarried. Okay. And so I also have a stepsister and a half-sister. My half-sister is 12 years younger than me. So big okay. age gap. So you are, but you are the eldest in the family. Yes. Essentially. Eldest daughter, the most burdensome role of them all. Tell me about that. Like, honestly, it, it, you kind of do give off like eldest in the fami- family vibes. I could see it. Like you don't have the, which is kind of odd because a lot of Twitch of the 82 shows I've done, I would say 75% are youngest in the family, which is maybe the attention grabbing really? in us. A little bit. I, I'm running a, hey, you know, it's just, I'm the youngest in my family. All right. It's a little bit. It was, I was talking to my older brother just now. But tell me about this. Tell me about uh, what is it like being the oldest in your specific family? Terrible. <laughs> Why so? I will die on this hill being the oldest child is the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents just had insanely high expectations for me, like my mm. whole life. Um, I remember just like, just like growing up, like I was expected to get A's. Like if I ever like mid midterm grades came out and I had a B on there, I would get chewed out in high school. My brother would get C's and he got a D one time Yeah, and they were like, well, he's trying his hardest or like my stepsister, like I would take like all honors, all AP, always taking the highest level that I could take. And then my stepsister would take like the regular level and they'd be like, well, we, she, maybe she doesn't think she could do honors. Like, I'd be like, what? what? Like, I was held <laughs> to such a high standard. And plus, like, not to mention, not even getting into, like, of course I had the strictest curfew. Like, my parents were the strictest with me growing mm-hmm. up. And then it's like my siblings come along and they're like, be free, children. Like, what? <laughs> you were the test subject. You were the test child, to be fair, all right? They had no. to learn it somewhere. They had to learn it. Tell me about your, uh, your relationship with, with your, your siblings. Um, well, considering that I moved away from California when I was like 14, my brother would have been 12 at the time. Yeah. Me and my brother aren't super close, mm-hmm. um, but we've definitely become a lot closer now as he's gotten older. I go back to visit California like a few times a year. I've been trying to convince him to come out and visit me a few times, but yeah. um, it's never really lined up. And with the whole pandemic and stuff, haven't really been traveling, obviously. Um, but yeah, I would say me and my brother have definitely gotten closer as we've gotten older. We 
did not communicate. We would see each other like twice a year. So I wouldn't say that we're super close, but he'll like when he was applying for colleges, like he would like call me and like ask for help on his applications and Mm. stuff like that. I would definitely say that I do think that we have more of like a friend relationship than a sibling relationship. Yeah. Like, like we'll hang out with each other and it's like chill and we'll talk about things rather than I feel like when people interact with their siblings, like, like they interact with their siblings differently than how mm-hmm. they interact with their friends versus I would say I treat my brother like a friend. Like if he comes over here, like he can hang out with me and my friends. Like I've been trying to convince him to come out here because um, where I live, the bar age is 19. And so once he turns 19, I'm going to, oh, I'm forcing him to come out and visit. Deadass. That was exactly what I was going to tell you. I was like, wait till he turns 21. Wait till he could honestly, when he can go party and all that, that's when that sibling rivalry, when that sibling bullshit kind of goes away and you're just like, all right, <laughs> like, Hey, we're in this together right now. We're, we're, we're in the trenches together here at this club or mm-hmm. at this bar um tell me though when you were younger what was the dynamics like when you were both kind of children was there was there that rivalry was there that beef was that always being that older sibling that's like mm-hmm. i mean i guess i mean a little bit of a stereotypical like when we were kids like you know you know like the older sibling would be making up games and like a thousand percent rigging <laughs> rules so that they would win like wait what? me and my brother used to play this game <laughs> yeah. me and my brother used to play this game called man versus feet <laughs> where like he could only use his upper half of his body and I could only use his lower half of a body. So like to a child, that sounds like it's fair. Like we're both only yeah. using half of our body. But sure. like I would just be kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> like like I, there was no way that he was and he would be trying to like like fight back. Like there's like, yeah. like wrestling or like fighting what? his siblings. Oh. But like I would be like like <laughs> Where did man versus feet even come from? What 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 demonic we made the game up? We made yeah, the game up. Y- don't say we. You made the game up because you wanted to hit your brother. What? Did- <laughs> And always and, like, can I be feet this time? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> in the rule books, in the sanctioned rule books, it won't allow you to be feet. All right, it's always the oldest sibling. That's ridiculous, Kaylee. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Tell me this. Tell me about your relationship with your with your mom. Um. Well, I will say that like my so I am Asian. Um, and it's the classic Asian mom, white dad combo, of course, mm, you know, mm-hmm, classic. Mm-hmm, and classic. so growing up, I mean, my mom, she's, an, she, my mom is an immigrant. She moved here from Vietnam. And so she's, she's, she, she's Asian mom, you know, she was very strict growing up. Yeah. And, uh, like as like a kid, like when, like, I just, you know, I was closer with my dad because my dad was like, not as my mom kind of loses her cool sometimes. And, mm. and as a kid, like you take that a lot worse than as an adult where you understand, like, sometimes people just lose their cool. Yeah. And so that's why I did choose because I don't know. I don't think I said, but like I chose to move with my dad to Illinois. My oh, brother wow. chose to stay with my mom in California. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I wasn't very close with her growing up. My mom also, I will say that my mom, I do think, I don't think she's like this anymore, but I do think that growing up, she did like my brother a little more. I think that immigrant parents just tend mm-hmm. to favor their sons a little bit, which I guess is fine. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, I mean, I don't, I don't it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. If there's anything I've learned with my ex, anyone that says it's fine, it's not fine. All right, Kaylee? No, don't hit me I with mean, it's fine. No, I definitely think that I'm, I, I am closer with my mom now than my brother. I do think that just as I've gotten older, and I definitely think I've come to understand my mom a lot more. And mm. that's just me becoming an adult. I'm understanding my mom from an adult perspective rather than like a child yeah. perspective. Definitely. And so I'm a lot closer with my mom now. And um, 
definitely closer with her than my brother. My brother's in his like his like moody teenager phase. Of course, of course. No, that's classic. That's a classic mood. So you're you're actually right now while he's in that moody teenager phase that's about to go to college, you're the favorite by default. That's that's how the rules go. I don't make that. Tell me about then your relationship with your dad. You you said that you chose to to live with him after the the divorce. Uh, tell me what it was like then. Uh, how you, the dynamics between you two work? Um. Well. Oh, don't really talk to him much anymore. Yeah. He was very strict when I was in high school. Wow. Um, I honestly, I talk about this stuff on my stream, so I really don't mind. But feel sure. free if you don't want this to be a heavy. It's up to I no such thing. No such thing. I've had it. I've had a lot of heavy shows. This is not this is on par. I yeah, so I'm not really clo as close with my dad because he yeah. was became very, very strict when I was in high school. Like, to the mm. point that there was a time period where I was living at home and my windows were nailed shut. I did not have a bedroom door. Um, my bedroom door was taken off its hinges. I did not have any access to the internet. I wasn't allowed to leave the house. And yeah. so this all eventually... Like, this was kind of like a build-up on things. A, I think I was oldest child, so my parents very much were did not know how to handle like like I was just a teen you know as much as I want to try and like give them some slack of like yeah maybe I was a little rebellious but I also don't think I was doing anything that was outrageous like yeah. I remember when my dad my dad is very play by the rules like the law is the way to go like kind of stuff and so when mm -hmm. he found out that like I smoked weed one time in high school he was sure. like my god you are never going to do anything in life like very <laughs> dramatic you know very you know but also at the same time like i recognize that like our parents generation grew up during the war on drugs like yeah. they've been force-fed all this propaganda their whole life and so mm -hmm. of course they internalize it as fact and um so yeah i guess i was kind of rebellious but also still looking back i do think my parents were just a little crazy mm -hmm. and so i eventually moved out when i was 17 and um yeah i've been independent since then i will say that something that's been a huge impact on my life has definitely been streaming which has allowed me to be a hundred percent financially independent which i don't think is something that a lot of 20 year olds do but i pay for everything that i do wow. and a huge part of that is because of streaming and um yeah that's amazing <laughs> That's amazing. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you were able to find that peace in your life. If I may ask again, and I don't want to push any buttons here, but like, so feel free again to stop me. And I'm I'm dancing on I'm dancing on some uh, coals right here. Did you feel that you had made a wrong choice when you were when you said, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. Mm -hmm. But when you moved over to the Midwest and when you realized, oh, wow, we're this feels like lockdown. Why am I why is my life being inhibited, especially at a time where, you know, in high school, you're really finding out your identity. You're finding out who you are as a person, but realizing you can't really do that when you're trapped in a house and things are literally nailed to the wall. Did you ever at any time when you were there felt like you you made a the wrong choice and and wish you were back in california yes definitely yeah. i mean i definitely would have times where like i want to go back to california kind of stuff but also at the same time i never fully felt that way i think that i think the hardest i mean the time that i felt that, that the most was like not even due to the fact of my of my strict parents but like but the first year that I moved there, which was my freshman year of high school, I mean, imagine that you move across the country and I moved to like Illinois, like 
mm-hmm. not like a huge city or anything. Like everybody in the town yeah. had like grown up with each other, so it was very hard for me to make. Like, you know, I just, I felt a little, like, out, and so I did want to go back to California a lot, but then I suck it out, and by the time that, like, all of that stuff was happening, Mm -hmm. I was, like, a junior, senior in high school, and so I, I don't know, I had friends that I valued, and I, so I, I think that I was just more so, like, my frustration was more so, like, why can't you just relax a little, rather than, oh, I made the wrong decision, because... I don't know. I think that I've just I'm I've never really been someone to regret things. If that makes sense. Like I'm not really a regret kind of person. Like I'm more so I've always been like when it comes to problems like future focused rather than so whenever I get into arguments with my dad it would always be like why can't you just relax or why can't things just be different now going forward rather than like mm-hmm me putting a lot of blame on myself yeah wow i never thought of it that way but you're right like that makes a lot more sense but you know similar to to yourself you know having immigrant parents like you don't think about Mm -hmm. that you know you're trying to just think of that moment and being like i'm trying to defend myself but you're thinking already for your future let's let's talk a little bit about that you know you mentioned Mm -hmm. that at 17 you moved out and became uh self-sustaining Tell me about that moment where you had that decision and where you made that decision in your life to be like, Dad, I'm leaving and I'm going to do my own thing now at 17, too. Well, I was. (laughs) Well, this ties into me being most talkative. I am very much I would talk about my problems I'm a talk about my problems kind of person I've always been that way yeah and so I would always talk about like I had a friend in like one of my classes that I would always talk about like just complain about my parents essentially Mm -hmm. and eventually worked out that this that she introduced me to somebody that was like oh like you could move in with me like I didn't know who this he, he was a guy, but he was very nice. Like his name, his name was Nick. And he was like, Hey, I talked with my parents because his parents were immigrants from Denmark, I believe. And, mm-hmm. um, he was like, Oh, we have a spare room. Like I had older siblings. They went off to college. Like, I know that you don't know me, but like my parents would be willing to like take you in. And at this point I was like, yes, I had been asking my parents to move out. And it was actually very, very difficult to convince my parents to like, let me move out. And they made me sign a contract with all this stuff. But basically, as soon as I turned 18, I just voided all the things that I was supposed to do in the contract, which was like, mm-hmm. have dinner with them once a week and ha- have my phone like I had life 360. I don't know if you know what life 360 is. But Not at all. it's like a tracking app that like tracks everything about your phone, basically. And but then once I turned 18, I literally the morning I woke up on my 18th birthday, I was like, delete. Life 360. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, it was definitely, but for me, it was very, like, the minute that I moved out, like, this fa- the family I moved in with was very nice. Like, they were definitely very accepting. Like, allowed me to, I did not have a curfew. Like, this is the first time, I'm, like, I didn't have a curfew. Um, I could do what I wanted with my life. And it was, like, as soon as I moved into that house, I instantly stopped doing all, like, the rebellious things that I used to do, like, when I lived at home with my parents. Wow. And so I just know, like, I'm such a firm believer that, like, strict parents make rebellious kids because, like, the minute that I had my freedom, I stopped doing all the crazy things that I was doing beforehand. Why do you think that? Why do you think strict parents make such rebellious kids? Well, because I don't know, but it's om- I almost feel like it's because I had to, like, find these crazy things just to live my life. Like, you know, like, I wasn't sneaking out when I lived, 
like in like the I mean I say that it's a family friend because at this point I feel like he's a family friend but yeah like when I lived at the family friend's house like I had these freedoms so like I could do the stuff I want to do with my friend and so like when I lived before with my parents like I would sneak out in the middle of the night to hang out with my friends but that's because I couldn't hang out with my friends before so it's like the more rules and restrictions they put in place like yeah I would like find ways to sneak around and go out of them but that's because like I couldn't do the things that I normally wanted to do as I normally wanted to do them mm-hmm. yeah here let me uh Ooh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna dance on this one too. You know, I, I I love these shows. I love what I do here because I I I've lately been seeing them as time capsules. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I've been lately being able to see them as as moments where you can go back, no matter how far you are in life, how old you get, uh, where you go. You know, who knows if you're continuing streaming and content creation or whatever. But you can always come back to this moment that we're having. And revisit it and be like, oh, yeah, that's what I was going through. Or that's the stuff that was going through my head. And this is something that that's crystallized. Uh, I believe the term on YouTube is called evergreen content because it's just there. All right. Mm-hmm. So let me let me ask you this. All right. This is probably going to be the hardest question of the, the evening or at least within this segment. But, you know, uh, it's uh, while you you may not have a relationship with like your dad or, or a bit with your mom. What is something that you would like to say to them about where you are in life right now? You know, the individual, the, the, the woman that you are right now. What is something you would like them to know about you, especially during those times where you were really, you know, you moved out and you became independent. And I understand that you, you turned off that app, you deleted that app when you were 18. But still, you know, all that time that, that, that they had raising you and caring for you and, and, and bringing you up to, to whatever degree, whether it be good or bad, I'm not going to act like I know the story. But what is something that you would like to tell them about how you've turned out so far? Um, I mean, my relationship with my mom is honestly pretty good. Like, I FaceTime her and talk to her. Like, if I have problems or I need something from a parental figure, I go to my mom. Like, I would say I have a pretty good relationship with her. I'm just not, like... I just don't have the average parent-child relationship, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to my dad more so, um, I mean, I almost want to tell him like that I'm successful and I turned out to be this good, amazing person in spite of the way I was, <laughs> in spite of the way that he treated me and not because of the way he tre- like, treated me. Like, yeah. I, I have these... My dad still, like, does text me sometimes and is like, I wish that we had, like, a normal relationship. Like, I wish that, like, you would come over for dinner more often. Like, all this stuff. But it's hard for me because he refuses to take responsibility, like, for how he... He refuses to admit that he was wrong in any of that stuff. Like, he's always like, I did the best that I could as a parent. Like, I tried the hardest that I could try. He's never once been, like... I don't know, like, apologized or taken any accountability that maybe, like, how he treated me was wrong. Yeah. It's always been, like, well, you were a rebellious child, so that's why I w- was very strict with you, rather than being, like, you know, like, taking yeah. any kind of accountability for Definitely. what he did. <laughs> Is that the closure you're looking for, though? An apology? A sincere one at that? Kind of. Well, just because... It's it's hard because I definitely think that my dad like victimizes himself in the situation and like yeah. oh my daughter is so she was so rebellious and now she doesn't talk to me and he totally. doesn't like he re- he doesn't recognize that like 
I don't talk to him because he treated me like a prisoner. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I do still talk to him here and there, but like, obviously we don't have this. He just expects us to have this amazing, perfect father daughter relationship uh, yeah. without doing any of like, the, like, I don't know why he expects that. Like almost, mm -hmm. you know, no, I, but, I feel that. I feel that I'll be there one day. I'm totally. sure that I know that I'm going to have to be the one to take the first step. It's yeah. just hard because it feels like I'm giving up what I want to give him what he wants in yeah. that like perfect relationship kind of aspect, you know? True. True. Damn. But you know what? Here's the weirder thing too. And I, you know, I'm only, I'm 28. I've realized more and more the older we get, it's kind of like we are going to have to be the parents in this situation because, and then they kind of turn into the children because they're getting older. And then you become yeah. like this, this feeling of like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to forgive you, even though some, you know, there's, I, I may not have the complete closure of it all, but I'm going to forgive or I'm going to do whatever I got to do to, to make amends. Cause yeah, they're, they're the ones getting older and we're the ones getting more in a situation where we take care of them or whatever, you know, especially culturally in, in Asian culture, we take care of our, mm -hmm. we end up taking care of our, our parents, um, very rarely putting them in nursing homes and all that. But I appreciate you mm -hmm. sharing all that, Kaylee. That was really, that's yeah. really strong of you. Now that's mm -hmm. I, I know that's a hard conversation to have, but um, you know, I again, I, I think this conversation is really fruitful, not just for for us talking through this, but I think you know, who knows, maybe someone else is working through this exact same pro uh, problem with their parents and and their your their relationship. So that was really cool. Thank you. Let's um, let me transition you to, to the least sexiest of the life story topics, which is education. All right, we're gonna go mm -hmm. straight into high school now. I'm sure you're familiar. Are you familiar with the movie Mean Girls? It's a classic. Yes. All right. I am. The reason I do that is because I think Mean Girls uh, does such a good job in showing such so blatantly the stereotypes of what high school is. You, the jocks, the popular kid, the preppy kids, the, the dorks, emos, whatever you want to say. In that spectrum of high school stereotypes, where did Kaylee May fall under? I think that I was very just well-rounded. I think that um, I, I will say one of my bigger prides in my life was my ACT score. I was a little bit of a nerd kid. I got a 34 oh. on my ACT. Holy shit. I even feel put the very finger proud out. about that. Uh, apparently I got a that was the best thing. That was the best thing on my college application. One of my I'm not gonna lie, I will still talk about this. I don't care that it was three years ago. That's ridiculous. I think that, that just based I think that just shows like like I was a very hard worker. I mean, yeah. I talked about my strained relationships with my parents, and I think that because my home life was strained, that I like poured myself into school and to mm. anything that didn't have to do with home life. And so I I don't think I'm as smart as I was in high school. So I don't, if I took the ACT right now, I would not get that Over. score for sure. But yeah. that was like, I was like very overachiever in high school. I did mm -hmm. sports year round. Um, I was like started a club. I was on student council. I was like class historian. Um, so I was very school involved. And then because I did all of these things, like I got to interact with like a bunch of different groups of people. Like I would have like interact with like smart kids or whatever. And then like, I would like be on sports. So I would be more in that, but I don't know, but then I also, like, as I got older, like, definitely became, like, you know, had my rebellious phase of and would, like, go out more, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I was just kind of all over the place, really. I think that I, but I also sometimes, you know, because my parents were so strict, like, 
I, I sometimes, that's why I'm also, you know, I'm not very big regret person. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the reason that my, because my home life was strained, like, made me pour myself into all of these other external factors, which I think, like, ultimately worked out in my favor. Like, yeah. now in college, like, I'm not really super involved or, like, not, I mean, I'm not doing, like, sports year-round, like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing all that crazy stuff because, like, I'm fine being at home. And so I know, I recognize the fact that, like, my strained home life, like, allowed me to, like... I would say, like, excel in ways that, like, I don't excel anymore, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. I'm still taken back by the 34, to be frank. All right. That's too, uh, that was a flex Okay, I only say that because people think that I'm dumb. I, 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 <laughs> when people I, first meet me, I think I give off airhead vibes a little bit. Okay. All Sometimes right. I have to I, prove myself. I'm like, fair. I am smart. Where is that in the overlay? All right. I didn't see that in your overlays when I went on your stream. All right. I'm, w- I'm waiting for that to be in your bio. The, I got a 34 <laughs> of my ACTs. I, I, I appreciate that. Let me, let, me, let me ask this though. Okay. The layup questions about high school. What was your go-to mm-hmm. subject? What was the thing that you thrived at? Um, I would say the best, the thing I was the best at was math, but the thing that I enjoyed the most was science. Okay. For okay. sure. My favorite, my, the be, my favorite class I took in high school was easily, I took like AP physics mechanics, I want to say, but like I took physics, like honors physics, and then I mm. took AP physics and I love physics. You know, I haven't Jeez. taken any science classes since I've been in college because I'm a business major now, but mm-hmm. I love, and it's so cool, especially because like after you pursue math, like I think I took AP Calc like my junior year. And so by the time I took physics, I had already taken Calc. And it's really cool because like physics, like the world is math. And you know, like yes. that saying where it's like, we didn't create math, we discovered math. And like, that's just how things are. And like mm-hmm. learning about I don't know, just like how the world works and how you can like compute. Like, it's just math. The world is math. And I just thought this that is... stuff is really cool. <laughs> you know, I have the opposite effect. I think people look at my glasses and they think that like I'm smart and they're like, like <laughs> I'm dumb, dumb bubblegum. Like I got, I can kind of talk my way. <laughs> this is also, you know, that's also why I ended up studying business. But holy cow, you are, you, you, you're killing, like you're right. Everything is math. Everyone talks about how everything is matter too. It's just so much going on. It, it like I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed with the information that you're throwing down. But le- let me ask this though. You, you mentioned co-curriculars. You mentioned sports and all that. What, what was the sports that you played? What was the club that you started? You said. Um, so I, I, I was founder of um, I was founder and president for three years of the art club at my school. I'm the worst artist ever. Okay, I will say this. And the reason why I was founder and president is because what I would do was like organize the meetings, plan the activities, plan the fundraisers, do all the, you mm-hmm. know, planning stuff. And then work, I would go yeah. to art club. And I, honestly, I really liked art club because I would just go to the meetings and then like watch other people do art. I've always mm-hmm. loved watching people that are good at art do art because I myself am a terrible artist. <laughs> but that was the club. Oh, and nice. then sports. you asked what sports I did. Um, yeah. So I actually did six sports during my time in high school. But to be fair, two of those sports I only did for a single season. So I did volleyball and softball um, only during my freshman year. I did mm. cheer all four years. I did track three years. I did swim for three years and then dive for two of those years. So both of the, so when I did dive, I would still swim. Yeah. But like they were, tech, they were two different sports, 100%. very different <laughs> sports for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were the six sports that I did. Did you ever feel overwhelmed during your high school journey with all these activities, sports and, and maintaining a certain, uh, you know, GPA and standard that your family put for you? 
Um, yes, I would definitely say that during the fall was the hardest because I did cheer and my fall sport at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there would be like a tip, like a typical day during the week for me would be wake up at four. 4:45 a.m. go to be up swim practice do um weights for swim uh, for the swim team from 5 30 to 7 30 go to school at 805 be at school from 805 to 320 um be at the pool to swim um for swim from 330 to 530 go home for two hours from 530 to 730 and then i have Jeez. cheer practice from 730 Jeez. to 930 and so that would be a typical day for me during the fall which was very it was insane. Like when I think about that, I'm like, how did I? How'd do you that? do it? How'd you do it? Honestly, like, did you not? You never cracked. You never like, and not I mean, like have a breakdown. Hard. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I don't know, but like, see, I, I definitely think that like I did all of that stuff because I didn't like being at home, and so being able uh, to like have all of those things and be so busy all the time, like, allowed me to not be at home. It was your outlet. <laughs> it was your escape. Yeah. Exactly. Damn. And I always enjoyed sports. Like I do like that's like probably one of the things that I do miss about like high school was like I like doing sports. Like I was not good at any of the sports that I did. That's why I did not pursue any to the collegiate level. <laughs> but I did sports because like I liked the team atmosphere. Like I liked I don't know, like if you really enjoy a sport, like I don't know, you enjoy going to practice. Like it doesn't feel like a ugh kind of thing. Except for those those five thirty practices, five thirty AMs, those mm-hmm. always felt ugh. True, true, true. But, I can't I mean I could not relate, especially, I, I believe those early ones were especially the swim teams, right? You guys had to wake up. Yeah, they were, well, we'd have to do like weight lifting in the morning. So we do like have like weight, weight, weight training in the morning. And then mm. after school was when we would have like the actual swim practice. Jesus, Jesus. Was there any moment during your high school career that, you know, there, there I, I'm a big believer that there are moments that, that kind of culminate or, or kind of create uh somewhat of who you are today was there ever a mm-hmm. moment in high school that maybe led to where you are right now or 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 really influenced you or it's a memory that's something you look back upon and like wow that was really important to go through in order for me to to be who i am right now um, i'm not sure probably not <laughs> you were too busy at swim team and fucking playing every sport and yeah. refing every sport jeez any was there any teacher that was influential in your life that that you know impacted you in any way um i mean i will say that like so my yeah when i was founder of art club i like took an art class and um i like became like pretty close with like the art teacher um and yeah she was like telling how she wanted to start an art club and i was like oh can i help you start it and be like president and founder and she was like yeah and so i did become pretty close with her over time but um i mean i wouldn't say that like it was profound or anything it was okay. just like chill like we were just like i don't know okay fair play fair play I, 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 I do think that, like, me having, like, strained relationships with my parents makes, made me, like, I didn't, I don't think that I really had any close relationships with adults. Like, I feel like when you're a teenager and, like, you don't have a good relationship with your parents, you just, like, associate all adults negatively, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, it's true. Cause you, I wasn't, I, rather than, like, going to an adult figure, I'm like, all adults are bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't do this only kids rule, adults yeah. drool kind of deal. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I, I will say, though, that it did definitely give me like issues with authority figures kind mm. of stuff mm. uh, which 
Have I outgrown? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, it doesn't. It's not sounding like it. It's not sounding like it. It sounds like you got some beefs. I don't know what authority you're looking at, but we'll. I, you know, maybe we'll dig into that. Who knows? We'll figure it out. Uh, let me take you to your. You know, let, let me take you to your final week in high school. All right. So it's your final mm-hmm. week. You're getting the cap and gown. You're doing your finals. Things are, you know, you've, you've done your senior prank. You've done, you went to prom and all that jazz. What was the next steps for Kaylee? Was it a four-year university? Was it a community college? Was it, was it you know, yes. t- taking a break, studying abroad? What were you doing next after high school? Um, I and went right into four-year university where I just completed my third year. And I'm still here. Still what here you, in Illinois. So. And what exactly are you studying? Um, so I am a business major. Specifically, I am double majoring in information systems and operations management. Damn. I remember both of those <laughs> worlds. I remember both of those classes. What what got you inspired to double major in those specific uh, areas of, of, of study? Well, honestly, I mean, I don't really care about the operations management one. I'm only doing the double major because I, since I took all those like AP honors classes in high school, like I came in with a lot of credit hours and so... I had the time, the space to double to double major, and mm-hmm. so I simply did. The major that I actually care about and I'm going into a career more focused on is the information systems mm-hmm. uh, major. With that, um, yeah. I have an upcoming intern- internship that actually starts this June, um, where my role will be cybersecurity consulting, and specifically, I'm in the strategy and governance team. So I'll be like consulting companies on their cybersecurity policies and stuff like that. Did you always um, know you wanted to go there in that? In that no, field? when I first came to when I first came to school, I wanted to be a finance major, mm-hmm. and then and then I took ah. finance a finance course, and it was like stocks, bonds, interest rates, and I was like, I could not care less about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually. Yeah, and then, I don't know, I feel like tech is always going to be a part of our life, always changing, always evolving, like, job security for life. We're never going to live in a world without technology. Um, Was that the natural transition, though? Like, you went from kind of interested in finance to being like, or I guess, what was the transition? I mean, it was like finance, and then I went to marketing, and then I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, I I think that I liked marketing. I took a marketing class and I really liked it. But then I was like, oh, I think I actually just liked the class. I don't know if I would like it as a career. Yeah. And then um, I did a job shadow for Intuit, which is the company that owns TurboTax. I don't know if you've heard of them, which was Mm -hmm. really cool. And then I also went to Japan, which was also really cool because they're super high tech. Mm-hmm. And I, we like, like listening to companies and like talk about how much like they are using tech, like for everything. Like obviously companies use technology for like everything nowadays. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Um, and I decided to take an information systems class and I ended up really liking it. And um, yeah, it's kind That's of awesome. how I, I've bounced, definitely bounced around majors. I've always stayed within the business school. Cause like with, if you like you, it's really easy to switch between majors in the business school. Yeah. Or eventually settled on what I have. Nice. What would be the ideal move post-college then with that degree? What do you mean? Uh, in terms of your profession, I guess. In terms of what oh. you would like to do for work with what you're studying. Um, well, I, I mean, after this internship that I have, yeah. if I like it, then I'll probably pursue a career in cybersecurity consulting. Yeah. Um, ultimately, 
um, I guess I really, I don't think it matters necessarily what I do as like, I'm pretty open-minded, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me changing my major a bunch of times shows that like, I am not afraid to try a bunch of things to figure out what I like and what I don't like. And so I kind of imagine that's how my career will be. Like I, as of right now, I've already narrowed it down to enough that I want to work in tech. Um, specifically what I, what I want, what I'm going to do specifically, uh, I don't really know. I feel like I'm pretty open-minded. I will say that I do think that why I really want to do like what I'm doing now, which is the cybersecurity consulting. Like I chose mm-hmm. the team for strategy and governance. Cause did you ever see that documentary social dilemma? No, but I've heard, uh, oh, I haven't heard that one. No, why? Wait, where, where, where did it come out? It's it's pretty popular. A, mo- a lot of people have social watched it. Trivia chat. Jesus, uh, you guys have it's you on watched Netflix. Social- okay, I don't. I'm be honest with you. I haven't been on Netflix in a while since this Twitch thing. Okay, I'll be very well, frank. I'll be very frank. Never mind. I'll give ben, it a watch. I'll give it a watch. Reference. Why? What was the reference? Either or. Is does do I have to watch the movie in order well, to get the reference? I mean, basically, the documentary is talking about like how social media is built to be addicting because social media like social media companies make their revenue from ad revenue and so in order to make the most money that they can as platforms they just have to make their platforms super super addictive and so platforms like tiktok or even twitch where you're encouraged to stay on as long as possible like even if you go scroll through instagram every third freaking picture is an advertisement because the longer you stay on the platform the more ads you see the more money that that platform makes Okay, okay. And so that's what social dilemma was about. <laughs> Relax, Kaylee, all right? I need this, all right? Don't don't, don't tell them that. <laughs> They're not supposed to know this, Kaylee, all right? I'm, I'm trying. What, you're trying to amaranth me right now? You're trying to take away my ad revenue? What the fuck? What is this interview? Is- <laughs> I'm, I'm messing up. But you're right. No, actually, I think I'm. That sounds very familiar. I might have seen that. But you're right. Like, they, they want to make that addicting in order to boost up uh, ad revenue. And it, it's the whole reason for, I mean, I believe in color therapy in marketing, which is highly uh, influenced within, I mean, look at the color of Facebook, where it's that light blue or Twitter, that light book easy on the eyes, something that will keep you uh, engaged uh, and staying around dark modes, all of that. The, the swiping mm-hmm. in TikTok, how easy it is. We mindlessly swipe and boom, we've lost two hours of our life just being there. But but yeah, no, that's that's fascinating that that's the kind of, you know, the area of work or the area of expertise yeah. that you ended up kind of uh, being passionate about. What yeah, if- well, I was going to say like, oh, sorry, I no, didn't even get to finish my thought. That was just what the please, documentary is. Please. <laughs> sorry. Okay. If I'm ever talking too much, like. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. You know, like, that's the show. All right. Please. Okay. Well, anyways, so that's what the documentary is about is basically how social media is built to be addicting. So because these platforms make their, all their revenue comes from ad companies. And so what I think a lot of people watch that and it's like social media is so bad. But personally, I think, but they also in the documentary highlight some good aspects. Like people Mm -hmm. have been able to find organ donors. People have been able to find long lost family members. We're able to like, even stuff like, like the BLM movement and stuff, like all of that stuff was able to, people were able to foster support online and through social media platforms. Like personally, I think that social media has a lot of good aspects to it. And like why I want to go into what I'm going into, which is like these policies is I think that there's a lot of negative repercussions from social media right now because there's not enough time for laws and policies to keep up and because think about how social media is so new even the whole aspect of like influencers and micro influencers like all that stuff is like relatively new like laws and policies take time to implement and put in place and even be come up with 
And so that's why I want to go into what I want to is because ultimately I think that social media is a good thing. Even as a content creator, like I think that there is so much positives through social media. And I think that slowly we will be able to combat these negatives as we have always done as like humanity Jeez. and stuff, you know? Are you running for president? Are you, what is this? I, Miss Universe was yesterday, all right, or two days ago, all right, Kaylee? I don't know where right, this I'm is coming I'm very passionate in. about this. You got, the, you got it on you. I did not realize, like, I am coming in correct. I'm trying to sit up straight and keep up with you. And, and so far, so good. But holy cow, like, you're right. And, and that's such a cool, like, I never even thought of that as a job. I never thought of that as a vocation. Like, I'm thinking, oh, business, sales, finance, accounting, you know, the basic stuff. But you went into a, a career field that has such a bright future ahead of itself and, and has so much more room to grow, too. And you position yourself brilliantly. That's so awesome. I, I, I hope you do. You know, I hope you end up loving uh, your internship or at least maybe it adds to the, the missing piece of where that's you'd so like true. to go in life. Um, but that's really exciting stuff, Kaylee. No, that's hey, awesome. If I hate it, I'll just be a I'll just be a streamer full time. All right. Hey, you know where to find me. All right. You know where to find me here. All right. I like that. Let me let me ask you this. Let's let's parlay to the third section of the the life story, which is your work history. All right. I, I'm gonna do this mm -hmm. one similar to how you would construct a resume. All right. So I'm not asking for weekend gigs. I'm not asking for offer up or Facebook Marketplace kind of stuff. I'm asking, uh, how many jobs would you put on a resume? uh right now or in your within the duration of your your working life oh like three three okay. three all right well let's do this all right let's start off with the first mm -hmm. one all right the first one being uh how old were you and what were you doing um, well, the first job that I've ever put on my resume, which is kind of b s but I did put this on my resume because I don't feel empty space. Mm -hmm. Um, I used sure. to, my dad owned a company and I used to do like paper, help him do paperwork for his company. Okay. And so I put that on the resume, but I would just be scanning files and, um, like scanning paperwork to make an online database of said paperwork. And I did mm -hmm. that when I was like 14, my first real job, I was a lifeguard at 16, did that for two years. Um, I then eventually worked at American Eagle afterwards as a retail salesperson. I worked a total of four shifts before I quit. Okay. And I'm going to stop you right there. What happened? How we can literally fit that in a minute. How in the world did you only work four shifts and be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Kind of, I'm out of here. I kind of scammed the system. Well, I mean, technically, I didn't technically quit because what I did was that, like, they had, like, specific shifts that you would have to work. And so I would scale my availability so that mm -hmm. I was, like, halfway into two shifts so that, like, the automated system couldn't schedule me for either shift because my availability was scaled a certain way. Mm. And then anytime they would scale me, I'd be like, I'd call them, I'd be like, hey, like, my availability, like, isn't for that. Like, I can't do that because I'm not available during that time. So I'd always call off. But Unreal. I only worked there because I got they got they had such a good deal. They had an eighty percent discount on their clothes if you worked there. What? And you only right? worked there four shifts though. How how much did you rob them with that eighty percent? Oh no, this discount? is like over the, the uh, somehow I kept my I did this. They were very spread out shifts over the span of like a few months, like f five or six months. What? <laughs> Two is of those shifts were my training shifts. <laughs> I will never get an American Eagle, uh, uh, what is it, a uh, sponsorship with this kind of take now. It's over, all right? I was going to shoot them an email. Oh, it's, no. oh, we found one of their, the, the people who found a loophole in the system. Four shifts, six months, 
80% discount. That's everything I've learned. When did you call it quits? When did you like, I don't need this. I've already apparently taken. I never quit. Like I just would like keep using my discount. And then one time I went in and they were like, oh, like your code isn't in the system anymore. And that was when I realized that I was, my, I mean, I was taken out of the system. So basically I didn't work there anymore. And so I was like, so you all did- right. You, they didn't even give you a formal, like, hey, okay, Lee, you don't work here anymore. They, you just skamaz the system for the discount, apparently. These, this is an out-of-pocket segment. This is not how it's supposed to go, but I love it. So you, like, honestly, level with me, Kaylee. Uh, level with me. How, how, much of the, how, many, how much of the clothes in that six-month period? Well, you're you? actually only limited to 10 items per month. So I went in, got my 10 items for 80% every month, and then that was it. So you tell me you got 60 items. Basically. I mean, well, Jeez. probably not the full amount, but roughly. I mean, approximately. I mean, I got a lot, I, ha- I definitely had a lot of their jeans for a hot minute, but their mm-hmm. jeans are kind of suck, so I don't even really wear them anymore. Pack some jeans are the way to go in my opinion. Ooh, okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know there. So th- those are the first two jobs, right? Your dad's place, pa- uh, what is it, American Eagle? What's the third job? You said of uh, four. Lifeguard. I was lifeguard at 16 before Whoa. the American Eagle. Oh, okay. You were lifeguarding. Yeah, but I was a country club lifeguard. <laughs> so basically that just means that I didn't have to do anything. Like I <laughs> literally could sleep in my chair. But that's because it was a country club. So all mm. of the children at the country club, like – had been taking swimming lessons since they came out of the womb. So I helped a few times with these lessons where they would, I would literally have to take like babies that could not even walk yet. And they were like, oh, he's here for a swim lesson. I'm like, your baby cannot even walk. What makes you think you can swim? And I would have to like, it was like, they, some of them would chill. Like the babies, they would like, you, they would like hold onto your shoulders and yeah, then you yeah, would like yeah. kick their legs for them. Aww. I mean, they're not, that's, how is that learning how to swim? I don't that's know. That's not, that's not. Basically, that's... yeah, all that, that means that is that there were never any incidents. You, no kids ever had to be like saved because all of those children had been ha- taking swimming lessons like their whole life versus my friends that worked at a public pool oh. they'd have to be making saves every single shift for Ach- sure jesus and how long did you stay at this gig uh two years until my lifeguard certification expired and i was like mm. i'm not renewing it honestly i hated i hated working as a lifeguard why because i mean it sounds all mighty and nice but i would go to work in a fine mood and then you sit there for Mm -hmm. four hours and watch other people have fun and you can't talk to anybody because you're on the chair and so i would just sit there and think about my life and watch other people have fun and so i'd go to work in a fine mood and then somehow leave in my feels every single time really boring too like i mean you're just sitting there the whole time especially when you're not making saves like you're literally just sitting in the sun for four hours straight do you not do you, what do you do to spare, spend the time? Four hours. You, you, are you, do you have to be alert the whole time? Can you bring a book? Can you, are you on your phone? What's going no, on? No, you're on the chair. Like you're, you're supposed to be like ready and alert. You're supposed to be scanning the pool and all this stuff. Although you're wearing sunglasses. So, I mean, tech, like for when they train you to be a lifeguard, like you have to be doing, like my friend that worked at a public pool, like they have to see your eyes like going up and down and like scanning the whole entire pool area and you'll get in this trouble is, if they don't see your eyes ridiculous. moving. This is ridiculous. They'd actually have to move their head, actually, because they'd be wearing sunglasses, and so if they didn't see you moving your head like that, that you'd get in trouble. But, like, said so being a country club lifeguard, like, you just had to sit there. Did but... you see, what's the most out-of-pocket thing you saw uh, being a lifeguard for two years? Was there anything in this country club, or was it all just so well-kept because it's a country club? Yeah, it was pretty well-kept. I mean, like, the only part that was kind of annoying is that, like, a lot of the other lifeguards were, like, members of the country club, yeah. and so, like, they would get slack 
because they were members of the country clubs so, like our manager like wouldn't be harsh like they could just like walk around or chill or like talk to people while they were on the chair and mm. like the manager like wouldn't get upset with them because like they were like patrons at the club too so mm. so you like, like i see i see damn so that's three jobs now all right what's the last one what's the fourth job that you had um i think that might be it oh those are the three yeah of i believe the- so of them all, which one uh, was most influential? Um, I mean, they were all just kind of random jobs. I wouldn't say they. I mean, I will say that maybe the American Eagle one because but the reason why that I I stopped working there or like I started scheduling it like that was because the managers were terrible. Like mm-hmm. they were definitely like girls that peaked in high school. Now they work at a mall, American <laughs> Eagle, and so they are just gonna be mean to every girl that gets hired here. Like, yeah. So they would, and they would, like, my, they would just be so mean, and, like, they would expect you to, like, harass the customers and, like, follow them around the store and stuff, and I was, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And so basically that job told me, taught me that, like, I am <laughs> not going to work any job ever that I don't enjoy. Like, yeah. I will schedule my availability do to a weird window. Like, I will do whatever. I'm never going to work another job that I hate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> never no. again. And that's, I think that's a really good lesson. Like, I, I actually strongly believe everyone should work in retail or fast food at one point in their life. I think you learn quite a bit, not just about yourself, but the environment around you. Like, to say, yeah, especially with that, that's a cool realization where it's like, if I really don't enjoy this, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I think a lot of people slave over the cash. So they, they, they're like, I, oh, my gosh, I, I just need to do this and I need to do this, which I mean, depending on the circumstances, of course, you know, you have to you have to read the room and what you need in your life. But where you were in life, you were like, I don't I don't need this. Like, I'm not going to do a job. And I'm not going to clock into something that I'm not either a passionate about or b believe in. I, I got a better use of my time and I got better things to do. It's, it's just not worth it. I'm not going to go beef at a Jamba Juice with these managers that peaked in high school, it sounds like. So. I, I, I respect it. I respect that. Let me, uh, let me take you to the final uh, segment here of, of, your, of the life story. And it's about romantic relationships, Kaylee. All right. And I know, mm-hmm. I know it's a little salacious. This is, it's always the friends, uh, it's always the family and romantic relationships part where people get nervous the most. All right. And so I'm, I'm usually, you know, I'll do my best to tab dance around this and walk on coals. But, uh, let me ask you this. Similar to the work history segment, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this like a resume. All right. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not talking about any grade school crushes. I'm not talking about any weekend flings. I'm not talking about someone that you're swiping left or right on or who you're super liking on the apps. But how many people in general had the official Kaylee May tag? of of yo this is my significant other um well i don't talk about my romantic life um in college but i had i would say two serious relationships when i was in high school um maybe one if you counted that freshman year boy but if you don't want to count that that's fair play i don't mind that all right so let's start off with these two, all right? First one, mm-hmm. how old were you and how'd you guys meet? Um, oh my gosh, it's such a classic story, to be honest. Uh, here we go. We, um, so actually, it does start with like that guy that I dated freshman year. Yeah. Um, so he was friends with this 
other guy. So I was dating him, and then he told me that his friend had a crush on him, and I'm like, that's bogus of you to out your friend like that, first of all. That's weird, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, anyways, I, I sat next to his friend in my freshman year biology course. We were lab partners, and then I found out they had a crush on me, but I was like, whatever, I don't really care, because whatever. And um, But we became friends because we were like lab partners, sophomore year we were in the same class again and somehow sat next to each he like the, we had a seating chart in both of these classes and then we somehow ended up sitting next to each other again and then, so we just became really good friends and we became and then he got i remember his birthday was is on leap year and so in 2016 he turned four or whatever oh, so yeah. we got his license and then once he got his license we started like hanging out all the time we became like best friends and um eventually it just became more than that um he actually really liked me for like the entire like two year time wow. period he really liked me and but we were best friends and i was like oh no like i don't like you back like like we're just friends like yeah. i don't really but then one day i was just like f it like i don't know kissed him and whatever and then um yeah and then we just started being more than friends but then i still didn't want to date him but then i eventually caved in and asked him i asked him out (laughs) so you're telling me the homie escaped the the friend zone there is what i'm hearing here right the homie there it is there's hope ladies and gentlemen there's hope but what was it? What was it? The you know the term "caved in" is not one that I would ever want to hear about myself if I was on the receiving end. I wouldn't want to be like, well, I guess you know you're the last man on earth. I guess I you know we'll give it a shot. Why? Why did you end up? Was this a battle of attrition? Why did you end up giving in after two years of friend zoning the individual? Oh, I mean, like sixteen, and I feel like you reach a point where you're like, okay start doing stuff now and he's my best friend and i knew he liked me and he was a good guy so i was like why not but then i also you know also when you're like young like the first person that you're like doing stuff with like Mm. that's the first person like you know what i mean so like you're eventually going to form some kind of like emotional connection and then that's why we started dating i will say he was my first love like i do think that and all that jazz and he was nice but i don't know we just the reason the reason why we broke up was because I had curved him for so long that, like, he said that he... I don't even know. But he ended up breaking up with me because he said that I had curved him for too long and that by the time I asked him to be his, to be my boyfriend, he was, like, too, it was too late. And then, after he broke up with me, he was like, oh, my God, it's the worst. That was the worst thing I've ever done. Please. Yeah. And so we were in a very very much a situa- situationship for a long time. What's the situation? I don't know. That was like high school. What's the situation? I mean, I'm not very familiar with that term. I'm 28, Kaylee. All right. You got to give me some, a little bit of credit here. Uh, you're a millennial. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, relax here. Oh, oh let me okay. renegade well, here. It's basically, no. it's literally just like, it's complicated. Like, that's literally what it means. But basically, mm-hmm. where we would act like we were dating and do everything like we were dating, except. We weren't technically dating. I see. Okay. Okay. We would hang out all the time. We'd go on dates and we'd like (laughs) say I love you to each other and stuff like that. But we weren't, we didn't have the title. Like, but then I would be like, no, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. What? I love you. We're dating. We're doing whatever stuff. But hey, we got no, that sounds like commitment issues on both sides. That sounds like to me. I don't know. Uh, Jesus. Hey, Hey, fair play. Fair play. So how long did this relationship last? Um, technically, like a very technically, it was from like October to February or January, something like that. 
Uh, I want to say like, yeah, October. So it was very, it was technically short the time period that we dated. But we yeah. ended up like, well, we were, but the, but we were like best friends for two years, and then we like were we dated for like four months, but then we were still like a thing for like a year after that. This is the American like, Eagle like story all over again. Long. This is there's so many loopholes to this. Uh, you're it's you're it, yeah. <laughs> it's this, uh, possibly to this day you're still dating. I don't know. For God only knows, I have no idea <laughs> where this is going. Yeah, well. So when did it finally all stop? Um, it's actually funny. I don't know if I even said this on my stream before. Um, he broke our Snapchat streak. <laughs> So this I never ridiculous. talked to him again. We ridiculous. would literally Snapchat each other every day. We had like a, like a, I don't even know, like a 400 something day Snapchat streak. And then he broke it. And so I never talked to him again after that. You know what? I don't mind you calling my ass old now because at least I didn't end a relationship with, oh my God, the streak is over. Uh, it's, we can no longer be. I told I was I was like a kid at this point, but I also had met someone new. Like yeah. I I I had already met some. I don't know. I had already like started talking to somebody else at this time period. So that's like also like it was like two factors. Sure. Was, it was like it was basically a reason to stop talking to him. Okay. Because it wasn't going anywhere, and I was already talking to someone someone else. Fair play. Then, yeah. Fair play. Well, let me uh, let me take you there. All right. So we'll end this first relationship. All right. It's done. No more. Mm. No more confusions. We we know exactly where everyone stood. The streak mm. is over. The the romance is dead. Uh, you know, it was love loss and love gain. Whatever you want to say. Whatever corny saying you want to say. But the second relationship. How old were you and how'd you guys meet? Well, it was fairly shortly. I'm a really. I I will say I'm like a romantic like. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that I just liked being in relationships in high school. Mm -hmm. And so then I met that other guy and then we were talking. It was very comp kind of also crazy. I don't even know. This one was kind of crazier than the last one, but what? yeah, we ended up like taught. We, we dated for like a year, I would say we were, but we ended up being involved for like a year and a half. Okay. The lesson of this is that I am very bad at breakups. <laughs> Why so? I am bad at, I just am bad at it. Like I, like I will literally like, well, at least like I, like in high school, like okay. hindsight 2020, you know, like I would just break up with these boys, but then like continue to act like I'm in a relationship with them and they would continue mm -hmm. to act like they're in a relationship with me. So it was a mutual thing. It wasn't maybe just me being bad at breakups, but well, I've never had a successful clean cut breakup. I don't know how people can break up with a significant other and then never talk to them again. Like they're strong, they are brave. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I am strong. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm very brave. Thank you. Let me ask you that. Why, why do you think it had to be that way? Why do you think it was so tough letting go and just moving on and being in this ambiguous space of like we're kind of a thing, but we're not a thing. We're not gonna have titles, but we'll have yeah. what everything else. Why was that a part of your life? Well, definitely with like the sex. So the second guy that I dated, he had problems he eventually ended up getting ex well he was failing out of out of school but then he got expelled from school and he's yeah. like well good thing i got expelled because i was failing anyways and so i had to break up with him because he was going nowhere with his life yeah. and it kind of that's i think that's definitely what made it so difficult was that like there wasn't necessarily any problems between me and him but like i just he was somebody that was going to hold me back. Like I was going off to college. It was the right decision kind of things. 
but it was hard because like obviously like I had still like like I still like loved him and like you know it was just hard because it wasn't something between me and him it was just like like all of our problems like it was just me being very frustrated like why can't like why can't you just go to school like we used to share each other our locations with each other and like he would literally like drive to his school and just sit in the parking lot and not go into the building so that for me it would show that his location was at school Mm. like why are you doing all that why can't you just walk into the building like it's high school it's not that hard that's so much work to lie like i i you know which i i guess i understand to an extent like he wants to to keep this facade for you but there's only so much there's only so much you could take there how long did that relationship last um well he would he just it he became this person like when we started dating he was not like that when we started dating he was I don't know. He was just not. Oh, I don't know how to even like. He he was like a good person. We started dating, but then like throughout the duration of our relationship, I mean, he had like problems at home, and he just wasn't very like motivated with his life, and it just kind of like snowballed and became worse. Mm -hmm. And like it got to the point where like I was doing his homework for him. I was like trying to make him go to school, and like I would get frustrated because like I would do his homework for him, and then he wouldn't even go to school to turn it in. And I was like, I just spent all this time like literally doing your assignments for you, and you can't even just go to school to turn them in, and like. I don't know. So it just became worse. But like when we first started dating, like he wasn't like that, like the person. And eventually, like I had to walk away because I had to realize that like the person that I got into a relationship with and the person that I fell in love with, like did not exist anymore. Like he was a completely different person, like unrecognizable, like literally like I became friends with his friends and I'm still friends with his friends and he Mm. does not interact with them at all. Like he just became this different person and I just had to outgrow him. And yeah. Yeah. If I may ask, if I may ask, here comes, you know, I'm famous for these. I'm famous for, for the, it's, it's the, the left hook questions. You don't see this coming. Again, all of this is conversation. Gaylee, none of this is scripted. All right. That's Twitch, baby. That's Twitch. That's how it was done. I love, I love Mm -hmm. uh, the show business of it all. But if I may ask, why did you love him? I think that there were lots of reasons. I think that he was somebody that was fun to be around and like somebody that I felt like I could be myself around and someone that made me happy and we would go on dates and hang out all the time and like he had strained home relations, I had yeah. strained home relations. Like mm. we definitely had things to bond over and he was just fun. Honestly, like I don't regret that. Like I don't ever regret my relationships or anything. Like I yeah. had a good time around him. He also introduced me to a lot of cool people. Some of the people that I'm literally still friends with today and some of like mm. the best friendships that I've had, I've met through him. And um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess maybe that's why he was fun. Definitely. I enjoyed and, being around him. And then, I mean, you know, time goes by and you, you start to see the person. You start to see yeah. more or things change. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that might have been. It's not enough at the end of the day. It's not enough. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Okay. It's not enough. I, I respect that though. I like that answer a lot. Where you know your value, you know your worth, and you know that if this is just if it's not cutting it, then then you gotta you gotta move on and 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 adapt because you're changing, yeah. you're growing. Uh, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, like with my parents. Like I think that they enjoyed being around each other, but at the end of the day, what they wanted out of life was so different. And so that's something that I value like going forward with relationships is like I, not only do you have to make me happy and I have to enjoy being around you, but like 
our lives have to have similar paths. Like we have to be aligned in more ways than just enjoying each other's presence. Because I think a lot of people just get a little blindsided by that. Like, oh, this person makes me happy. Like I enjoy being around this person. Like, yeah. so I'm going to be with them rather than like analyzing like more than that. Wow. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I appreciate you sharing that. I know that you don't want to talk about it. Someone keeps posting. I think one of your mods keeps posting the uh, Kaylee keeps her relationships private at this point, you know, in college. And, <laughs> and I won't go into that. But let me ask this. All right. We won't go mm-hmm. into what your what your status is right now or if you're talking to anyone, blah, 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 blah. But I will ask this. All right. Mm-hmm. What is uh, I, I, without I'm trying to formulate the question without saying your type. But what is it? What are you attracted to? What are you looking for in a relationship? Oh. Well, that, that piggyback, piggybacks right off that. I want somebody that's motivated and wants to make something of themselves. Hmm. Like, I think that that was, I don't know. I can just never date somebody that like has zero goals or ambitions for themselves because like that's how it was with my ex. And yeah. like he just didn't care about his future or his life and like i care about that stuff like you know like we were just talking about like social media and like i want to make the world a better place like i have all these goals and like i want somebody that matches that like i want somebody that inspires me to be a better version of myself that challenges me mentally not somebody that i'm gonna have to do their homework for and force them to do the bare minimum for their own life and so yeah i think that's definitely something that i really value a lot <laughs> definitely no. um but also i guess like someone that's like fun and can be myself <laughs> around <laughs> yeah like yeah. i think a balance like i think a balance like i don't want someone that's just like boring that's just True. like all i care about is school and career mm. like because ultimately like i think that i don't know at the end of the day i how i put this is that like i would not expect anything out of somebody like for my significant other that i know that i myself couldn't provide yeah you know i respect that i respect that what's fun what's kaylee may fun what does that look like Um, or maybe let me if i may if i may make it an easier question for you what would an ideal date look like a first date say someone were to take you out on a date what does that look like for you i don't know i mean i i will i do say like i do like activity-based dates like Mm -hmm. going hiking or like doing something because i do tend to find like dinner dates are a little more like you have to make conversation the whole time. Like there's a pressure versus like activity dates, I think are more fun. Like you're doing something like going yeah. kayaking or going bowling or I don't know, something, something activity based. I think that's more my ideal date, but that's what? more so like if you don't know the person super well. Cause so I think that if you know that person well, like I can really do anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it doesn't seem like if it was a conversation based date, you would have a problem. I, I'm not starting to see that. I don't know. <laughs> But who knows? Maybe that ain't your fault. You, you don't want to work while also having to, to enjoy someone's presence. I understand. Okay, that's fair play. Fair play. But uh, I appreciate you sharing all that, Kaylee. Thank you so much. There you go. And just I like, appreciate too much. No <laughs> such rambler. That, that there is no such thing as sharing too much. For, for I guess how this works, how this show personally works, it's I'm willing to take in or, or, you know, as the host, we're willing to take in as much as you're willing to share. As I used to, you know, that corny ass college uh, orientation, your freshman year, you're, you're going in and your orientation leader will say this. And it's every time it's ringed in my head every time. But I still live by it where it's like you get out as much as you put in. So if you're willing to share as much, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm going to respect it. I'm going to I'm going to toe the line. Right. 
Um, but I appreciate all that you've shared. It's been awesome. Uh, that being said, we're going to move on to the third segment of the evening, which is community questions. All right. So over the course of this whole show, uh, those that have been watching or maybe they've come and gone have entered in questions. Um, and, and, and I'll try to get to as many as we can here tonight. Um, there's only two Can rules. Can really quick? Oh, of course. Go ahead. Go use the restroom. Of course. No, easy, easy. Sorry, I, I drank my whole glass. Like, yeah. Oh, it's that, it's that special water there. Yeah. It's that sponsored water. Go ahead. All right. We'll give them, maybe they can enter in some last minute questions if yeah. they have any. Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell them that. Yo, so everyone here, go ahead. Exclamation mark Q as Valing did. If you have any last minute questions, go ahead. I do have quite a bit and I'm going to try my best to get to as many as possible. Um, but I appreciate, I appreciate you guys hanging out, dude. It's been fun. Kaylee, man, she's fucking genius. All right. I can't guys. I have no, I had no fuck. I had no fucking idea of what she's talking about when she's talking about all that stuff. I, why, why are you apologizing Lamar? What are you, what are you apologizing? Don't, don't apologize. I appreciate you helping me. I needed to know the line. I didn't know where the line was for, for, for the relationship. But I, I, you know, I appreciate you, you helping me out. My bad. I don't know why you apologizing. What up, Amelia? Hey, Rabbit Hat. Hey, uh, KK. I know Taco was here earlier. Bro, she's too. Yeah, she's 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 brilliant, man. I I I've been enjoying myself uh, on the receiving end of this. Uh, she's got a lot of wisdom. She's got a lot of experience, and especially at the young age of twenty one. Maybe I should save all that. You good? I know how in depth the interview is going. Ah, uh, Lamar, it's just part of the gig, you know. We've done this eighty-two times. I've been very blessed to have eighty-two streamers and content creators come through, and and share their lives. And so, uh, it's it's really cool to be able to to have one of your streamers that you watch, that you all watch from Kaylee's community, come through here and and share her story. Tell me this so far, all right? One's in the chats. If yes, two in the chats. If no's, uh. If, uh, are you, have you guys learned that one new thing about your favorite streamer yet? Is there something you've learned here tonight that you didn't know before being a, a community member in her uh, or a chatter in her community? Hi, moms. Go gifted a sub a bit ago. Ah, awesome. Thank you so much, Chirpy. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for sharing everyone's stories. Ah, it's a pleasure, Jenny. It's honestly a pleasure. Snapchat breakups are like, I know that was out of pocket. <laughs> Hello? What <laughs> was out of pocket? <laughs> We were talking about your Snapchat breakup. I don't know. It was wild. It was a wild. That, that. I, I, I asked your community. I was like, ones in the That's chat funny. if you've learned something new about your streamer. And I'm getting out a ton of ones from your, your community here. And that's and funny. I th I think the one that resonated was that Snapchat story, man. That's that that that's that Zoomer breakup. All right, I can't wait for the next Netflix original movie to have that as their plot line. Um, but it was here, the final straw. It was it. It was it. She, no, there was even no filter. It was so raw. It was uncut. There. Um, let me. I'm gonna. There's two rules to this segment. All right, Kaylee. I'm gonna read you these mm -hmm. questions. I haven't read them before, so I'm gonna try my best to vet them as much as possible. Um. Uh, one thing is you don't have to answer any of the questions, all right? If you want to answer it, go ahead. Uh, if you're uncomfortable with it, you could pass. Um, again, I'm going to get to as many as possible. Um, and let's start off with here with this first one. What has been your biggest struggle while growing on Twitch? Um, dealing with the sexism that Twitch has, <laughs> sure. Um, I will definitely say something I've noticed is that a lot of times when I do, if I ever do a collab with a male streamer, mm. somehow people will always attribute my success to them, no matter what. 
Really? Like, I don't know. Here, I'll just name some streamers that I've done collabs with. Like, sure. John Zerka, uh, Silky slash Snaggy Mo, um, Aiden Ross and Ricegum more recently. And mm-hmm. every time I do a collab with, like, a ma- even, like, Fousey a while ago, like... And I've done plenty of collabs with female streamers, and I will never get these kind of comments, but whenever I do a collab with a male streamer, it's so frustrating because all of a sudden, like, I can literally have, like, the same numbers, and people will come in the chat and be like, this person made you, Fousey made you, Silky made you, you're only successful because of them. And so that's something that I've definitely found super, like, frustrating as I've been trying to grow, is that, like, like, first of all, always having to deal with, like, the sexist comments on Twitch and having to just deal with that. But second of all, like, my success, even, like, when I'm successful, it's somehow still being attributed to a man in some way or another. Even if I did, like, one collab with them months ago, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So that's probably been something I've struggled the most with as far as, like, me just feeling frustrated about that, yeah. I guess. If I may ask, this one's just from me. If I could, if I could just get one answer from you, this is now a personal one. Why did you agree to do this show? Um. Well, now I feel like I do like a lot more research. Well, I don't. I I do miss like I enjoy doing collabs. Is the thing yeah. at the end of the day, and I, I mean, I enjoy collaborating with female streamers, and I enjoy collabing with collaborating with male streamers. I will say that like male streamers do tend to have more like show podcast mm. based things yeah. um whereas i don't feel like female streamers really are i mean they definitely exist or are or out there but more yeah. oftentimes than not when i'm contacted to do a collab co- collaboration it's like a show based like this which yeah. is, and i accept as yours because like i feel like i really like that you were well first of all i discovered you because i watch colin smoke oh no <laughs> and way. Yeah, he, yeah yeah and i was on his stream when he like was doing the clap because like he was streaming and then he raided you and then yeah. he later came on and so like that's how i discovered your oh, channel my no way and so i had already like heard of you beforehand yeah. and then so when you reached out to me i was like oh come on here like i know that he's like a super nice and wholesome streamer so nice. and wouldn't do a collab with somebody that like is like toxic or like trollish I love, you know i love calling and so i guess mm-hmm. i feel like i got i i feel like i because of like my positive opinion of him, I allowed me to form a positive opinion of you, oh, and so I accepted the invitation. Well, I appreciate that. I, I for sure, I would love to have you and Colin together on a show. Then that 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 would be awesome. To Maybe have you. we have. <laughs> wow, what is that? What is that? All right, I've I tried to get him. I tried to. Get, I've like messaged him about collaborating before, but yeah. he's he's an elusive man. I think he he's very, very in the he's very in the Minecraft community, which I'm not mm-hmm. in. So I don't think I have like out well we'll figure it out there's i i know that there are ways i you know i'm always cooking up stuff gaily i'm always cooking up events other shows we'll we'll figure it out by proximity all right i got you back here uh what's your favorite stream memory um my favorite stream memory well one of the favorite things i've definitely done was i did a spicy ramen challenge with i invited like a bunch of my friends i went to an asian market I walked in and I was like, take me to your spiciest ramen, which obviously was very spicy at an Asian market. It was like, I don't even yeah. know. So I did the spicy ramen challenge where I invited my friends and then we had like a timer and we did like whoever ate it the fastest, like won a prize. And then we had like whatever donos during that stream went to my friends and like obviously none of my friends are like Twitch streamers. Mm-hmm. So like, it, like they didn't know that like it could get so high. Like the prize got to be like 200 something dollars and they were like, you didn't 
$200? Like, yes. But the ramen was so spicy. Like, my, my, the person that won was my roommate, Maddie. She literally was bedridden for the rest what? of the day. Like, every, oh. I almost threw up while I was eating this ramen because I have a pretty low spice tolerance. So, like, I literally had to stop eating it. But mm. it was just really funny because, like, all my friends were, like, getting super into it because they were, like, eating ramen for $200. Like, yes. Yeah. But, like, the ramen also insanely spicy Ugh. so it was just funny it was just fun also like interacting with my friends and having them be on stream and stuff like that i like that ah, damn it wait do you know the brand do you remember the brand ramen i don't remember the brand damn. but it was like i remember when i was checking out there was like an asian lady and she was like be careful very spicy and i already know if like an old asian lady <laughs> is warning about the spice level like it was insane <laughs> Insanely yeah. spice. It had like two two x chili pepper on the Ooh. on the wrapper. I think like the logo or like the mascot was like a little duck person or something. So I will look that up. That sounds delicious. Uh, yo, Kaylee, when are you playing OSU? Um, what is Ozu? OSU? I never heard of it. Oh, never uh, mind. So <laughs> there you go. Well, it looks like you got your answer. Uh, it, okay, I don't understand this. If you had to choose, uh, if you had to choose, do you prefer guys with long hair or bald? Um, I mean, I guess I'll go with long hair. I do like, yes. I do like longer hair or tend to be yeah. more attracted to longer hair. That's the wrong answer there. Uh, the, no, I'm, 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 I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Um, <laughs> favorite Twitch and BTT uh, TV emote. <coughs> At Jam. <laughs> okay okay all right that's a banger i like that i like that how about twitch global i assume that's what they meant it's twitch global like kind of the come on you know emails. i told them and i'm a new i'm a noob i'm, at I'm this. new too i'm new the too. only I'm... one that i know is like the pog well i mean that one got like canceled and the the kappa the kappa emote that's i mean i those are like oh the that only one counts that, that one counts you could take kappa the Kappa one ca yeah, works. Yeah, the Kappa one. All right. I do the... Oh, this okay. is when they know you're... And this is the world of dank Twitch when they're like, oh, normies, is when you just type in capital L-U-L, -L, where it kind of gives that, like... Kind of, yeah, the, the thick guy that's laughing with his hand in his face. <laughs> like, that's apparently the the like the, the outing of like, oh, this guy's uh this guy's normie or this person's normie, all right? Let's judge him. But it is what it is. Uh, this, this one says, can you rap for us, Kaylee? No. <laughs> is this something exclusive to your stream? What is? When have you rapped on stream before? Oh, I have not. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, let me see here. It says rumor has it there is a mighty king in your chat. Who is this king? Is he good? I'm not even gonna read this. I'm sorry. I have no fucking idea what that is. Uh. If you had to choose, would you prefer a full-time career in business or streaming slash YouTube? Hey, that's what this summer is for. So I just finished finals. So I'm I'm grinding as if I was a full-time content creator. I've been trying to do these like longer streams or even streaming twice a day. And then I have my internship where I'm going to take a break from streaming and work like 40 hours a week for my internship. So then hopefully by the end of this summer, I will have had my full-time streamer sneak peek and then my corporate sneak peek and i'll have a better job because i literally have no idea what it's going to be work like to work in the field that i want to work for for business so it's like hard for me to have an opinion about something that i've never experienced versus i obviously have experience mm. with streaming and stuff 
do you have so i'll get back to you on a few months on that one basically that's true that's actually a really exciting point in your life to 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 figure that out you know to to see which which side you'd like to take mm-hmm. um let's see here i got a couple more for you all right uh was there any point in high school that you were at an all-time low for everything that was going on and how did you deal with it uh yes Definitely, like, by the end of me living with my parents, and I had nothing, like, could not access internet, uh, could literally only go to school and home. My parents almost tried to make me quit, like, all my sports and extracurriculars and stuff. I was, like, mega depresso. So I deal with that by trying to run away, where, uh, wherein my parents then called the police on me, and, um... Things got worse, and then I eventually moved out. So that's how I dealt with it. I was moving out, I guess, mm-hmm. formally. But, yeah. Nice. Perfect. Um, Relatable. Oh, I feel. Okay. Do you know who Budweiser is in your community? Do you, are you familiar with the Budweiser? I do. Yeah. I do. This person goes, why is Budweiser so cool and hot and funny? I, I do not. What a self-promo, Andy absolutely just uh, hey if you join the discord there's a place in the 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 discord where self promos man help yourself i'm fucking i'm fucking with you but wiser all right take it easy um it goes causing you what might the security work become boring because you causing you to go black hat is there a black hat are you familiar with any of this I think they're like referencing being a hacker or something like that. Are you okay. trying to be a hacker? Um, why is everyone saying chatting in the chatting? Yes. Chatting, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, what the hell? maybe it could be boring. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be a hacker because I'm not really going to do like what I said. Like I said, like my stuff is with like policies. Like I don't really like code or program or anything like that. So I don't mm. have qualifications to be a hacker, Fair unfortunately. Point. <laughs> two more questions here all right two more questions and uh-huh. we'll move on here first one is is there anything that you would tell your younger self to help her through life um i don't know probably not <laughs> really i think experience is the best teacher so you would just let the person kind of just go freestyle yeah free hmm. yeah Go for it. I mean, I think I did all right to get to the point that I did. I don't necessarily feel like there's any huge lesson that I should have learned to be a better version of myself because I think that I worked very hard in my life to be the best version of myself. So, yeah. Okay. Last question here. It says, uh, what's one thing in your life that you would change and why? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I wish I was a, I wish I could draw. I wish I could be an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I change that about? I wish I was talented at art because then I could save a bunch of money and design everything because I, I like know how I want things like, but instead I have to, you know, I mean, I'm very for like supporting artists and graphic designers and all that stuff. But like, I wish I could do that myself because like, I know what I want best. I just suck at it. Like, I just, I just can't, I'm just not a creative person and like i just can't like i don't know how people can just like think of something and then just draw it and it looks good that will always boggle me 
I'm gonna cut you here. I've heard, I've seen this throughout the whole show. You have a painting right there. Is that something you made right there? Can you show us a painting that you've created? The reference. I copied a reference. I don't care. Been directly copied from a reference. Like zero. There, there is zero <laughs> originality in this, even from the colors. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Copycat or not, I want to see the technique. You, she is being too humble. All right, let's see what's going on here. I actually have three here. Okay, okay. There's three. Let's see them. Um, all of these are so. This was directly copied from a Google image. Oh, I like it. It's clean. This is also directly copied Yo. from a Google image. But I didn't even do the lines. I I forgot mm. to draw on the sharpie lines. I never went in and did that. I'm gonna have to do that eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this is a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> Let's see I it. followed a Bob Ross tutorial for this. There it is. No such thing as mistakes. You <laughs> and, know that. That's Bob Ross um, 101. Anybody can follow a Bob Ross tutorial. I highly recommend. But I guess my frustration is more so lie in graphic design. Like, or not, not, but like drawing things digitally. Like, I feel like painting and stuff, you can kind of just smudge things around and make yeah. it look all right. Like, I got an iPad and I've been trying to like learn how to like draw on the iPad and no, I'd be watching tutorials, and I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> true, true, yeah. Let me, uh, yeah. I appreciate you showing those, man. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> when, I'm, I'm waiting for when those are going to be up for auction. I'm waiting for a channel point reward from Kaylee May will, where it will be draw an image of our choice or draw an, oh, our no. profile photo, and then we can get those copies, all right? I'll be the first one <laughs> stacking up. I'll be saving up for that. Um, hey, just ideas, just pitching ideas, all right? But Kaylee? <laughs> I appreciate mm -hmm. your time here. All right, you've done it. That's the that's that's mm, some of the show, majority of the show. You you've killed it. I appreciate <laughs> you sharing your story. However, mm -hmm. you should know this, Kaylee. All right, M uh, much like in life, nothing's free. All right, so I'm gonna need two things from you. Okay. Uh, do do you have the stream up? Yes. Can you go on the back end and pick a name that isn't myself, a mod, or a VIP? Oh, users in chat? Yep. Uh, pick, pick anyone? Any name that isn't myself, a mod, or a VIP. All right, Allison, O-X-O. All right, Allison, O-X-O, you've won VIP. All right, so that's how Ooh. it's done. As easy as that. She's the new VIP of this channel. However, Kaylee... Again, I only have five VIPs. So I'm going to have you choose from the current names, and I'm going to spam them in the chat, all right? Take a look. Okay. Any of those names, any of those names. Go ahead, pick which ones, you, which person you would like to take out. Arrgh. JTAG. JTAG. Oh, she's the last person. I, oh, no, that's not in any particular order. <laughs> so you're good. All right, JTAG, you made this easy. JTAG, you are out of here. I still got to take out Brit. I did not, uh, I did not uh, <laughs> fix that yet. Um, but perfect, all right? And the second thing, Kaylee, all right? We've, mm -hmm. we've been here uh, for roughly two hours and 30 minutes, all right? We've gotten to talk about your time here on Twitch. We've gotten to hear about your life story with your family, with your school, with your, your work history, with a little bit of your romantic history, as well as answer some questions directly from the community here today. Uh, the question being this, all right? I can't be everywhere on Twitch, but I'm always looking for people to watch. I'm always looking for people to possibly have on the show as well. So mm -hmm. 
who is someone you would like to watch go through the exact same ringer as you have this evening? Who is someone that you would like to watch and learn about their lives both online and off? Um, I'm going to vote for a streamer named Lucrity. Lucrity? I don't know. Could you spell L- it? Yes. L. Here, I can actually just type it in chat. Oh, okay. L U C R I T Y. Lucrity. She's live right now, actually, but she is a smaller streamer and she's really cool. And I've been in her streams a few times. And she's also like you, where she's like, has a very professional setup. I respect. But I would like to get to know her a little more. And that would be cool to like watch a segment about her. Awesome. So that's who I'm going to recommend. All right. I love it. Perfect. And see, this is how you know it's real. It's on a sticky note. All right. So I can't forget. <laughs> I'll add that to the list. I'll check her out and, and, and we'll see from there. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, all right, there's, there's one last segment to this show. There's one final segment to this show and it's this. All right. Inside mm-hmm. the Streamer Studio was inspired by a 90s television show called Inside the Actor's Studio. And it's, uh, it's a show that was on public television back in the day. And it's it, these people, this person, uh, James Lipton, who was the host for 23 years, he would bring on actors, actresses, and entertainers of the sort literally into his classroom, which was also an auditorium, and he'd interview mm-hmm. them. He'd interview the Brad Pitts, the Angelina Jolies, the, the Dave Chappelle's of the world, and he would have this honest, candid uh, conversation, and, and they'd get into their personal lives, their upbringing, uh, and then eventually to their discography, the, the work that they did in media and on the screens. And so as an homage to this show uh, that I've done now 82 times, I've ended this show the exact same way as he has. Uh, and, and how he's done it was that he asked all his guests, all 23 years, the exact same 10 questions. And so that's what we're going to do here tonight. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, with, uh, with this segment, there are three rules. First rule is that you have to answer every question. That's not negotiable, Kaylee. All right? You have to. They're not all hard. Right. I promise. Second okay. one. The second one is that I'm going to be completely silent. I'm not going to talk other than reading the question. So I'm going to read you the question. You answer. I'm going to wait for silence. And then I'm going to read you the next one. And the third part, the third rule, is that you got to keep it within one thought. Keep your answer within one thought, not one word, not one paragraph, just one idea. It's as simple as that. Okay? After that, after, after we get through these 10 questions, uh, I'll wrap up this show by kind of telling you what I've learned and what we've done here together, uh, here tonight. And then uh, we'll, uh, yo, trolling Treo, thank you so much for the 10 gifted, dude. Appreciate that. A lot of love. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I see you, my man. I see you. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it a lot. Um, but but Kaylee, uh, to <laughs> and I'll, I'll write to you after the the show there. But uh, after that, you know, I'll I'll say my piece and then I'll give you the final word. You know, I want you to be able to address all the people here uh, live tonight and maybe even possibly in the future that watch on YouTube or listen on Spotify. All right, easy as that. Perfect. Okay, are you ready for the first question? Mm-hmm. All right. Question one. 
What is your favorite word? Pineapple. What is your least favorite word? Um, um, penis. What turned you on? Um, can you repeat that? What turned you on? Um, confidence. What turned you off? Being dumb. What sound or noise do you love? Um, scratching on a towel. What sound or noise do you hate? Sound of really small dogs barking obnoxiously. What is your favorite curse word? Frick. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Lawyer. What profession would you not like to do? Anything in the food service industry. And lastly, Kaylee. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? That I'm sexy. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Kaylee May. Kaylee, well done. Well done. Holy cow. That's really what you want the Lord to say. You want God, <laughs> you want God screaming your name. That's what I'm hearing. All right. You need to relax, Kaylee. You need to relax. All right. No wonder we couldn't ask you about those seconds. I would seconds. feel so gassed up in the moment. Come on. You can't have like, like if you walked in and God was like, damn, you're looking sexy. You'd be like, oh, jeez. <laughs> You're out of pocket. You're out of pocket. Yeah, I like Man, that. Anyone would be hype in the moment. True, 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 true. All right. No, I appreciate you so much for being here. Let me, you know, again, I, I usually uh, wrap up the show by telling the guests at least what I've learned on my my side of this uh, interview. You know, I've, I've been sitting here across from you for over two and a half, two and a quarter hours. And so I've got to at least learn one thing, right? But what I will say is this. All right, Kaylee. Um I think it goes two ways. I think you don't give yourself enough credit, and I don't think 
the in, the environment here on Twitch gives you enough credit, or in the world of content creation, and it's very evident. Um, you're extremely brilliant. You're extremely smart, and that's not. This is no kissing ass. This is this is a fact. You don't get a 34 in the SAT, uh, ACTs. I'm sorry, <laughs> and, on accident. All right. That was a long time ago. <laughs> eh, sure. All right. I guess we can go back to the glory days there. But you don't. You don't. Uh, do or you don't achieve what you have achieved in life on accident you don't you don't you know accidentally uh i would say achieve this level of success similar to what you wanted to tell your dad um uh, amongst or um, amidst i'm sorry all the tribulations you had to go through at a younger age um i think what really stuck out the most uh and and something that we didn't really get to talk about or at least maybe i didn't hear your community or myself or yourself uh, give you enough credit is your strength. I think you're a very strong person to to have the yeah. wherewithal. No, no problem. Um, to to have the wherewithal to at the age of seventeen to move out and try to be self sustaining and and keep up that schedule you had in high school and fighting these emotions internally about you know your relationship with your family, but also you know, wanting to, to live this life and be more independent and grow, um, that's a lot. And, and I, I don't think there was enough credit given, whether it be from myself, your community, or yourself during that time. That's extremely difficult, and that's extremely impressive. Um, and so to see where you are today, you're in such a unique spot. Because like you said, this summer will define a lot of things in your future. It will define, you know, where where you go in terms of your career. Maybe that goes into cybersecurity. Maybe you, you, you really invest in Twitch. But either way, I'm, I'm very honored and I'm blessed to have had our paths cross and to have this moment with you um, to learn about your life and to celebrate that, not just here with your community, but with everyone that wants to watch this. So I appreciate you, Kaylee, honestly. Like, uh, you know, the elephant in the room is that you're a very beautiful individual. But like I said, there's, there's much more to that. And, and, and there's so much, so much more, so many more layers to the person that you are. I will say this. All right, Kaylee, I, I, I went to your Twitter account and I saw the mutuals that started following you and I just shook my head. And I, I even called some of them out on the DMs. I was like, y'all are just some fucking coomers, dude. Y'all are just some sort of y'all don't give her. I, I already know what your prerogative is. Honestly, Kaylee, Kaylee, no, don't fuck. I'm not fucking with you. The, can I? I'm gonna grandstand here a little bit. I'm gonna grandstand here a little bit, and I'll tell you this right now: when the people found out you were willing to do this show, instantly people were, like, "Oh my! Oh, it's weak. Who? Who is she? Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Oh, oh, what moms? You're not gonna control yourself. You can't do." I was like, "I'm a fucking a. I'm a professional. And B, build different. And C, y'all are spineless, man. Y'all are spineless people that have no backbone that don't know how to talk properly. All right, so come correct." Because clearly, if there's anything we've learned over the course of this whole show, is that Kaylee herself, man, has a lot to offer in this world. It's been it's been such a uh, a blast to learn about your journey here on Twitch. I I don't want to say I'm rooting against your cybersecurity, but I hope that even with cybersecurity, there's some way you can you know have a presence here and 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 hey. and. Continue. I still got a year left of being a student, so you know we'll I feel see. like I haven't had struggled thus far. But classes are going to be in person next year, so exactly. I didn't want to ask that job. I didn't want to ask that question. I'll be frank with you. I avoided that, but I'm I'm hoping that you can balance that because I know that you're well loved in your community. I watched the whole stream today, and it was really cool to see see those you know really supportive 
you know, you still get, you may get trolls every once in a while, but when you have an overwhelming amount of people that have love for you genuinely and want you to, uh, you know, glow up here, especially on this platform, um, that may be dominated by dudes or by gamers or whatever, and doing something different or doing something your own way. Um, that's really dope. So Kaylee, you got all power to you. I would love to have you on some other shows. Uh, uh, the doors open again. You know, maybe uh, we'll see what Mr. Smoke's schedule is. All right, I'll try to. We'll figure that out there, Kaylee. All right, we'll figure that out. Why are you? Why are you getting nervous? Smoke is such a sweetheart, dude. He's a. I I, I DM'd him well, today. I love his streams. I watch his. I watch. His He's comfy. A lot. He's such that's just nice why. He's good vibes. See, that's the kind mm -hmm. of streamers that I just want to be interacting with more. I yeah. enjoyed my time on this. I feel like it was very, it was fun. And I feel like, sorry if I rambled. I look forward to watching no. more of your streams and getting to know you a little better. Of course. Maybe. And again, the door is open. Uh, I, I have other shows. I have a, a good portfolio of friends. Uh, you know, I'll try my best to give you the reviews on some of them. All right. Uh, I'll be I'm an open book in that regard. I'm an open book on that regard. But uh, Kaylee, I want to give you the, the final word. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people that are watching here live tonight, uh, maybe in, in the future on YouTube and listening on Spotify? Um, be strong. And especially if you're a female content creator, it's hard. I know it's hard, but it's worth it and it sucks that we have to put up with more bs but if you're just looking for motivation i think it's worth it and once you get to the top people are always gonna hate on you especially just for the fact that you're a girl and so if there's any female content creators out there i encourage you to push to push through and you got it and also follow me on twitter kaylee may two eyes <laughs> kaylee may two eyes on twitter all right perfect well thank you so much all right i'll, I'll message you after the show but I appreciate your time. You take care. Get something to eat. Go to the restroom. Do what you got to do. But I'll catch you in just a bit. All right? All right. Thanks for having me on. Right. Have a good rest of your evening. You too. You too. Peace. Peace.